this is not it will probably unfortunately get worse before they get better yeah whatever now today's podcast is unofficially brought to you by the Mau- the Mauian Hotel. Um, since the Lahaina fires, we've been featuring hotels and resorts around Lahaina. Much of Lahaina is burnt down. There is still some hotels in, in Lahaina, but um, these are the hotels around them. And this is mainly because um, many hotels are already doing mass layoffs, etc. in Maui County. Because of fires, people think Hawaii is closed. So we're going to be featuring, as we have in our podcast, a smaller resort and hotel around the area. And if you're planning a vacation, to go there. Now, this is the Mauian, the the Mauan, the Mauian, the Mauian. It's M A U I A N, the Mauian Hotel. Now, this is a, a rated three star hotel. It's got four point five stars. Um, rating and while other hotels are going for literally like $1,500 a night, I don't know if you know about hotel rates for right on the beach or very close to the beach in Maui, but they're insane. But I found these guys and they're a small operation and they are booking rooms at $275 a night. Crazy. You can get that 275 at hotels.com. Now, it says three-star hotel, but man, it looks it looks really plush. Uh, but yeah, it's right off the beat. It's right off the beaten path uh, by the beach, but you can still see the whole island, etc. Um, with this amazingly affordable hotel, I'm thinking about going to Hawaii now since I've been getting really good at finding all these damn deals. Uh, they have a website. It's M A U I A N the Mauian. Uh, or not the Mauian, it's Mauian.com, and it's www.maUIAN, but you get the deal off of Hotels.com. And just a caveat, if you're going to go there, because I've been paying attention to this, there is um, people from, uh, what do you call it, from uh, the Jimmy Dore show, who are going, who went to Maui, and um, they did like a little main documentary, etc. And in part of the clips that he was showing, he's talking about people who are forced because they lost their homes, etc. They're literally working at like shaved ice, um, little pop-up uh, wheeled carts and stuff like that just to make money. And this guy was like weeping at a at a city council meeting. Because he, um, because a tourist came up to him and says, I don't know if I should go home since my, my money is fueling your economy. And like, just if you are that person, if you do not understand what is going on there and the trauma these people are still processing, um, don't go over there and, and pat yourself on the back for being some sort of hero and putting in people's faces etc. Just don't go. Just don't go if you're that kind of person. I could not believe I, I saw that clip. Like, what are you talking about? If you're going there and you're like, oh, you know, what? I was going to do New York this year. I was going to do Europe, but I'm going to do Hawaii because I care about my, my country and my fellow Americans. Um, anyway, I can. So I was going to do this anyway. I mean, it's not a real difficult thing to do. 
um, to reschedule, you know what I'm saying, or, or do your vacation somewhere else, you know what I'm saying, you're going to spend the money anyway, yada yada, but man, if you go there, do not mention how you are some sort of saint, okay, just, God, these people are still trauma, uh, processing trauma, you know, they haven't even identified all the bodies, it's still, it's still a very gnarly situation, lots of people are getting kicked out of their hotels, which the government put them up in, um, after giving them like 700 bucks, you know, for not having a house, for, for having their house burned down, they're getting kicked out, so they have nothing, these are nothing, these people are going to be forced to leave the island uh, uh, soon, so, um, don't go there thinking, you know, talking about how, <laughs> and put it in these people's faces, man, like, they, yeah, I just could not believe I saw that, um, but, uh, yeah, if you are going to go on a vacation, might I please recommend you go somewhere else instead of, you know, the Grand Canyon or what have you. You can go to Maui. I've been finding these really cheap, not cheap as in quality, but like great deals on hotels and advertising with you so you can go there and enjoy yourself and, you know, make your money last longer. And also um, help people out who are trying to dig out of a cause. And this money is going to go into the economy. It's going to, you know what I'm saying? And when you're there, make sure you tip the hell out of the people who clean your rooms. Tip, 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 tip. That's all I can say is just tip good. When you're there, if you're if you're in, if you're going to Hawaii, et cetera, especially Maui, tip good. Just, you know what I'm saying? Like be generous with your tipping around there, et cetera. So the money gets to the people who need it faster. So that's the Mauan, the Mauan Hotel. That's M A U I A N. It's going for two seventy five a night on Hotels dot com. They even got a website, M A U I A N dot com, and they are the the unofficial sponsor of this week's Mesh News Debrief. Hey guys, I'm uh, recording this podcast on Friday because. I am trying to free up my schedule. I'm trying to kind of wrap up a mini project that was supposed to kind of get my uh, my feet wet for a much bigger project. But, um, you know, just to get those juices flowing. Um, I don't know if any of you are in the creative space, but <clears throat> like uh, if I have a client and I have to work, you know, if I'm doing a lot of pixel pusher stuff, then I'm you know, using all my design muscles. If I'm um, doing a lot of coding, like I had a client back in the day when Flash was, you know, the shit. Um, there's no more Flash anymore. I got replaced by something else. Uh, but um, I had to learn action scripting, and I was like pretty damn good action scripter. But it was just because like I needed those skill sets at the time. I just picked them up because that's what you do when you're you run your own shop, you know, you got to pay those bills. So if, uh, you find out your client needs an action scripting guy, you know, you learn action scripting. So, um, I can tell you now though, I remember 0% action scripting. It probably take me like a day to get back my, get my sea legs back. <coughs> Excuse me. But, um, yeah, so I uh, just want to, don't alarm anybody. Excuse me, one more second. <coughs> oh, God. <clears throat> Beatboxing over here. If you hear that whirring in the background, I got a, I got a little fan on me. 
But, um, yeah, don't be alarmed. Um, basically, <coughs> God, it's the third time, I swear. Basically, uh, a couple days ago, I don't have a lot of people from the podcast to follow me on my uh, Twitter accounts. Um, people who come up, people who, uh, come for the podcast, they mainly come for the podcast. I get that, but I get quite a few people who, um, hit me up through the different platforms. I guess there's chat features and different platforms. Cause we, we, we blast this out to like, I don't know, like 15 different podcast platforms. And, uh, I get quite a few texts and phone calls to the phone number I gave out. So, but yeah, um, regardless, there's a few hundred of you and, um, yeah, we didn't go away. Basically, I kind of put something in a simple text because I'm having a hard time. I'll tell you guys, I'm having a hard time with people in the media. Um, I get mainstream media. They're absolutely going to stonewall me. There's also lots of people in indie media who, you know, they would sell out given the chance. They just haven't been given the chance. But lots of them, you know, want to try to get their foot in the cl- in the door of the club, etc., so they will turn your back on you. I mean, you could show up with all your facts, all your sources, and they will just turn your back on you. This is something I never knew about the news, you know what I'm saying? And um, lots of people think the way a leak happens and how you expose it or whatever, it's just like the movies, and it's really not. As you guys know, I've gone over that quite a bit in this podcast. But, um, you know, I had one guy turn his back on me, and man, I was just fucking drowning, bro. Like, getting radiation attacks all the time by these cartel dudes that the uh, these these uh, government contractors hired to fuck me up because the government couldn't be seen doing what they were doing to me. Um, just I couldn't even breathe, and I was just begging. And this guy, this guy, like, ugh, I think I've talked about it over and over. I'm not I'm not going to say his name because hey whatever dude maybe he'll change and um it's whatever look the people who are who smear you who dunk on your life etc on behalf of the US government or work for the US government they're just professionals at it do you understand and even people in the media even if they know how the game is played you're no match they're no match for it do you know what I'm saying? It's it's not a normal thing. There's nothing that prepares you for this. There's not a class, etc. The only people who know how to do who know how to subvert like psyops and etc. <clears throat> it's uh psyop and like enhanced torture and etc. are people who either do it for a job or people it happens to. <clears throat> God, excuse me. So it is what it is, but like, basically, I was told he couldn't talk to me, or he couldn't be seen talking to me, because of writing on the bathroom wall. And the other day, I posted a text of like, you know, yeah, I went off the other day on my podcast just because like it is, it's upsetting because these people aren't doing their job. Jim, saying I have a news project, I just call it a news project because I don't consider myself a journalist. <clears throat> I don't consider myself, you know, like a big deal. I mean, for fuck's sake, I'm, I, I gave myself the title Chief Executive Nobody. <clears throat> 100% not going in this thing um, thinking I'm going to fucking 
you know, change the industry or da da da. Just a really horrible thing happened to me, and then that cascaded, and it's, it's just turned to this big, huge deal. <clears throat> God damn. Um, sorry, I apologize, but it's just it's crazy how consensus, even people who work in media, because people who work in media are pretty savvy. And I want to say this guy who turned his back on me, he's pretty savvy too. That's the thing. Um, we even featured him in our first documentary. Because <clears throat> there was a time when he was calling he was calling shit out. But, you know, it, it hurts because you're going through absolute nightmare. And all you're asking for is somebody to, you know, hear you out. I'll bring my sources. You can check them. And we run this because I'm trying to keep my head above water here, man. I'm trying to save my life. And this guy just... I'm sorry, there's writing on the bathroom wall. Essentially, there's writing on the bathroom wall. And, you know, I just couldn't believe it because I'm just like, but aren't you a journalist? Don't you guys brag about your investigative wing? Like, what the fuck? Like, I have facts. I have the sources to what's going on. I can tell you the processes. I can tell you the things that they're using. I can tell you how they're doing it. I can tell you how it's being implemented. I can tell you the logistics schedule. I can tell you the how they came into the area, what tactics they used, everything. And I have zero background in this shit. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I have zero background. The only way I could know these things and have these sources is if I experienced this shit. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, there's, yeah, it's not like Bob Lazar shit. Like, I passed a lie detector test about a floating bubble. Like, <laughs> no, it's, I come with sources. Yo, it's this and this. And look, it's this thing right here. See what I'm talking about? How they're doing this here. They're using this right here or they're, or they're implementing it this way. Or da, da, da. Like I have just, yeah. God. And, uh. He's like, I'm sorry, people are talking about you, about, you know, um, people are saying all these things about you. I'm just like, fuck, dude. Like, aren't you a fucking journalist? Like, don't you guys run, like, a news platform? Isn't your job to check the facts? Like, they're just, even in the independent news game, bro, what happens, I think, is once one of these news organizations sees a little bit of success either an angel investor will come in and there's tons of rich people who love to buy up media because it essentially allows them to try to be a kingmaker and or or push their ideas and um you know what i'm saying so there is there i mean there's lots of different startups etc uh, uh, in the news game in the digital news game and um only a few kind of shine through but what happens is they start getting the money and then they get told from the hires up, like, don't touch that shit or what have you. And it's, I'm sorry, but that's just what it is. You can say it's not, you can say, oh, this guy's a, this guy is, you know, full of shit or what. Like I have sources of facts. It's, I almost, I kind of like, I feel like I know what's going on with those people who were posting about the Great Barrington Declaration, etc., where there's now over 100,000 scientists who signed it saying, like, actually, let's check how many. Let me check that out. 
there is over <laughs> wow over a hundred thousand there's nine hundred thousand thirty eight so nearly a million doctors have signed this saying that all the stuff from covid was a lie etc remember all those people getting shut down and it's like hey we have facts we we can back the things that we say up um I kind of feel like I might feel a little bit how those guys felt because it's like, hey, bro, I have facts. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. And these are things based off of shit that's like it's not like emerging technology or like I, I, I have examples of when these things have happened and these stories have gotten squashed. Like I have everything laid out and it's crazy how at first I thought it was consensus, but I think he just handed me a bullshit reason because he couldn't say, hey, I'm getting, you know, what I'm saying. I've 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 reached escape velocity. I don't need to, you know, saying I don't need to deal with this shit. But at the same time, this news channel, they uh, there was some symbolism going on because there were some people who were behind what I was doing, but understood that hey, bro, you're getting people attack you in the middle of the night with your house. You say you got fucking family members getting fucking killed off, etc. I don't want that for my family, but. You know, we support you, etc. And, and it almost turned into like this Christian fish. If you don't know the story of the Christian fish. Um, basically, when Christians were persecuted, they had the fish. And they would draw this little, very simple line art fish. And it would be pointing in the direction of a place where you can go to worship. And they were persecuted by the Romans. And like, there became some symbolism associated with what people knew I was doing. Um, there were some people kind of helping me out kind of indirectly, et cetera, once they understood and like they verified with maybe uh, they verified with their people and like the intelligence circles and cetera, like, yeah, this guy's going through it. So they began to kind of help me, but there was some symbolism involved in people trying to help me, et cetera. And this guy, I guess, found out about it through the grapevine and started to use it throughout his channel. And it's like and then, like, I'm like, okay, well, this guy supports me. I don't ever remember talking to this guy, but maybe he heard through the grapevine. So I started, I see him start using some of that symbolism, and this motherfucker just turned his back on me, dog. Like, what? But then he kept just using it. And because I guess it became like a hip kind of, like, anti-establishment terrorism symbolism shit. And um, he started using it. On his on his on his platform, um, but it's kind of like how I imagine um, Stella Assange chooses what news organization she picks because, as I've learned, is and many people you guys don't know, um, in the news industry there is so many people chasing clout, and if there's some sort of like stand or movement or whatever or something coming up there's lots of people who want to glom onto those things because they want to get like clout as like anti-establishment or fighting for the people etc because like word travels etc and it could it can turn out like it's like buying buying a lottery ticket almost you know but i noticed that stella Assange is very um choosy with who she speaks with even though i've seen lots of people try to reach out to her like hey you know won't you come on the show etc because i imagine she doesn't want to she understands like there's lots of people who would like to have julian assange um 
pay all the price for what he's exposing. And then there's all these people trying to jump on this board like, hey, we identify with this. Yeah, hey, trying to scoop up though those people because he, I mean, he's known globally. How many people do you know that's known globally besides like the president of maybe one of the big, you know, two superpowers, you know, or fucking Tom Cruise or like, so a lot of these news agencies, they think it'll increase their clout to bring her on to talk about Julian because then it looks like, you know, she's giving them her blessing and it's, it's just kind of like a merit badge and, um, it's pretty fucking crazy how when the going gets tough, you know what I'm saying? There's just there's a lot of people who want to identify with what's going on, but they don't want to be they don't actually want to have to participate. They just want to say they support it. Well, fucking thoughts and prayers. Thanks a lot. I don't give a fuck about thoughts and prayers. I'm fucking getting murdered over here slowly. But I imagine that's how also not only how it feels to have literal verified facts showing, hey, bro, these are the sources of everything that's going on, and this is what's going on, and I can explain all this with not, like, tinfoil. Um, so I understand what's going on with those people who got silenced during COVID, and then I'm definitely starting to feel like I understand. Because, you know what I'm saying, I'm just a conscious observer. I'm just kind of watching what she's doing. Um, I don't. We don't talk. I don't talk to her. <laughs> she doesn't know me. Um, but... Like, you can, you, after I got burned by that dude, like, I started paying attention because there were other people also doing it at the same time. And it's just, a lot of, norm, a lot of people don't know, but, like, that's how media works. That's how news works. And so, it's, it's, it's curious to pay attention to what she's doing and who she interviews with, etc. You know what I'm saying? You can definitely tell that she wants to bestow the credentialing that her coming on a show uh, brings but at the same time she's trying to gain awareness for her husband who's basically just rotting away because he made the u.s government look bad which is a whole nother thing right we can go on and on and on like it's crazy that an australian is locked up in the uk because the united states doesn't like him that sound like what kind of bullshit is that? <laughs> like, as an Australian, like if I was an Australian politician or even the leader of Australia, I, I mean, that's got to be embarrassing. It's got to look like you don't run your country. You have to look towards the United States before you're allowed to do things. It makes them very look very, um, what's the word? Impotent. Um. It's hard to govern millions of people when you appear impotent and uh, can't do things unless you have daddy's approval, but you're supposed to be the head motherfucker in charge. So I imagine it's it, the Australian government's probably understanding like, yeah, this is going to make things hard. We got to get this guy because I don't know if you noticed people are starting to pay attention. I think I'm chasing rabbits here, but I totally get what it's like to have your facts and people turn your back on you. And I feel like I kind of understand what Stella is doing because there's just lots of people who want to be like, yeah, hey, I totally support you. And then you bring them, you know what I'm saying? Then you go on their show or you link up with them or you endorse them. 
and then they're like, yeah, hey, thanks for that boost later. Like they don't, they don't care. And my introduction to that world that exists and a lot of people don't know, I didn't know of how that's how media works is by getting the cold shoulder. But this guy wanted to use our, essentially our Christian fish. I'm not going to go too far into it. Not that it's a big, huge mystery, but you know, I don't want to blow something up any more than, than it has been. But, uh, yeah, it's some bullshit. But anyways, I haven't, didn't go away. I basically, I basically put on my social profiles and made them look like they were seized by the government. <laughs> I was like, oh, what does it look like when the government seizes something online? And so I paid attention and, uh, it's very manila folder like, um, but they only do it for websites. They don't do it for social media. They'll, they'll just turn it, shut it down, you know, and then download, they'll download the data and then shut it down. Then, But I mean, it looked like it was seized and bro, you have no idea. There were so many people came out of the woodwork because I have another social media profile. Um, my Finsta account where I follow most of the people that, um, I interact with online. And there were so many people because I faked that my accounts were <laughs> just for a day, just for being silly because, um, I, I faked it. There were so many people being like, oh, good riddance. Don't come back. Like, they really thought that happened. <laughs> they really thought my accounts got seized. Like, if anything, this is a blessing in disguise. It, show, it shows who all the freaking the bullshit people were. Uh, there were people saying, good riddance. Don't come back. What else happened? Uh, people are saying, uh, oh, yeah, this is the main reason why I'm telling you guys this. Was because yesterday I posted a whole bunch of stuff and I uh, was making a lot of noise. And people's comments about it, etc. On purpose. Because, uh, you know, I, I, people like to think that they're right because they feel like they're right. And the fact that you're trying to show them that they're not right makes them think that they must be even more right because you're trying to challenge them. And you really have to lend to the idea that, look, if you were right about everything, you'd be a millionaire. Because you'd win all every horse you've bet on you've every lotto ticket you picked etc okay you don't make the good you just don't make good decisions all the time and they can be hacked your brain can be hacked uh, i mean i'm sorry but it, and it's simple if you know the principles etc i mean that's why literally the job of sales exists because people are good at convincing you you know an 80 uh, uh, uh buying a truck at 80 you know with 96 months worth of payments at $750 a month is a good deal. You'll tell everyone, oh, they threw in the pinstriping. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, people make a lot of bad decisions, and there's lots of people who know how to make bullshit sound true. And it's not like I'm, you know, you have to be like a secret agent to make bullshit sound true. You just have to be a car salesman. Do you know what I'm saying? But people have this ego where it's like, no, I, 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 I bit down on this and I chose to believe something and there's no way that I could, I could have been fooled because I only make good decisions. It's like, no, you don't bro. Like, or car salesmen's literally wouldn't exist. Not even secret agent shit. Car salesman. Okay. So, but I was posting up lots of these sources of material showing like, Hey bro, these are the laws. The same thing I was, you know, bitching and moaning about. But, uh, like, hey, bro, these are the laws. Even new laws got passed in my state saying that I'd be put in jail now. And there's all these new retroactive laws for a lot of the things people are trying to smear me for um, that I couldn't get away with. Impossible for me to get away with. Impossible. I showed people, like, 
because a lot of people don't know how the internet works. They just think you don't, you go and do things online and then no one knows about it unless like you get caught. It's like, no, there's a, there's a log of everything that you do. Do you know what I'm saying? Like your internet service provider keeps a log, bro. So people just saying crazy things about me. That's not how the truth works. You know what I'm saying? Like, but a lot of people don't know how things work. And just like I said, there are a lot of car salesmen in the world. Um, that convince people to make very bad decisions that affect their finances and quality of life, like huge decisions. All right. So maybe, you know, you're not the best at making decisions or else these, you know, what I'm saying literally car salesmen would not exist. But regardless, I posted this and make a lot of noise about it. And then at the end, I remember I posted like five or six times, making a lot of noise, too, because there are people like posting videos about it, etc., commenting. And um, in the crypto verse, um, kind of believe it or not, you don't understand, like lots of people who um, make content and they're a little and they are they've gained garnered a little bit of a following. Um, there are quite a few of those people who know how to speak. I guess you would call it civilian crypto. The stuff I've been trying to teach you in the podcast. It's not it's not like spy shit. OK, it's you can learn them, learn the shit in books off of Amazon. <laughs> But I taught you guys because, like, it's just interesting that it, this exists. But lots of creators use their show like a telephone. And there's different ways to contact people directly or talk to people directly, etc. Without having a trail of um, speaking to that person. Um, some people call it hitting a golf ball. You know, like you do a little something and then you hit it and it reaches like a hole in one or whatever. Like it's all these slang terms for it. But um, so anyways, a lot of people talk about it because I was making all this noise. And then I faked that my accounts got seized by the government. Just like I said, for one day, shits and giggles. And all these people came out of the woodwork. Good riddance. I guess we're going to bring in our backup. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. All these people, all it took was one day and they just started talking shit. But ultimately, um you know, about a week ago, what happened was on this podcast, um, we have like what, 67,000 listeners now. Um, I essentially told a sports stadium full of people how to put me in jail. If any of these things were true. And I know a lot of my haters listen to my podcast too. So it's not like now they don't have every tool and every excuse to pull the trigger because there's just lots of people making it very hard for me. And all I'm trying to do is save my life. And uh, there's people who think, oh, no, I don't want to give them a microphone. I don't want to give this guy attention. He kind of made me look like I don't know how to do my job. Some people are just jealous because now they, they because there's lots of people in the media space where they grind to get to where they are. And if someone comes in and they have a story or they have all this information that's like kind of pretty much like a leak and et cetera, or a whistleblow, um, the focus is on them and those people grind and you know what I'm saying? They're trying to, you know what I'm saying? Build their shit. I'm not, I'm just trying to save my life. I want to go right. I want to go back to marketing and, and, and advertising. I, uh, the only reason why I created the National News Project was because I got stonewalled by everybody. But anyways, so I basically told a sports stadium 
um, of people how to put me in jail. Guess what, everyone? I'm not in jail. But I did the same thing on my, on all my socials, and then the that that next day I faked that the government seized them, and I left like this little bullshit up. I stripped everything else off. And like it's crazy how some like how fast people were to like badmouth me and say all this crazy shit. It just shows you like people will literally just watch your slow murder because they don't get to be the main character of your story. <laughs> like it's crazy. It's crazy. It's like, nah, I'm not gonna I'm not trying to make that guy famous. Like, I'm not trying to be famous. I kinda just don't like having, you know, organized crime follow me all up and down the state. Um, poisoning my food, blasting radiation at me, um, the U.S. government stepping on me at all times. You know, like I kind of want that just kind of to stop. I'm, I, uh, I care zero percent about trying to make money, as you can tell. This is a zero profit news project um, since day one. So, you know, you can't exactly say that was my. You 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 can't even get close to saying that was that's my intention. But regardless, it's crazy how but people come out of the woodwork just literally a day after. I'm recording this on Friday. I'm posting it on Sunday because it's a weekly wrap-up show. But I just find it so curious that so many people were willing to believe crazy shit. In the age of fake media, in the age of, yeah, like fake bullshit, like... How do you know if something is real or true or whatever? Because there's so many sophisticated ways now to smear someone's name. And it's like, oh, well, we have a smell test for that. It's called facts. It's called um, your internet service provider having a fucking trail of everything you've done. It's called um, fucking going to police stations, recording the interaction, telling them all these things, right, that people are saying. And um, I'm going to sit here in the lobby and I fucking record it and wait here and wait for like an hour for you to go check all these things and come back. I did this for every police station. I did this for the district attorney's office, um, etc. Then I even found the laws showing people, hey, these things cannot be true. Like, I understand you think you you know something or you think you've heard or seen something. I don't know because I can't find it. Um I even went, someone gave me a tip to like, hey, bro, this shit is on OnlyFans. That's where, how they're hiding it. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. We're going to live stream that. Uh, I'm going to go search OnlyFans and live stream that. Uh, and, and we're going to find this together. And it was a it was a dead end. I checked. It isn't, it isn't on OnlyFans because, you know, they could hide this stuff behind like a paywall or something. It's not there. It's not there at all. Not under my name. It's not under nicknames. Um nothing so it's if it is anywhere on there like it's definitely being hidden from me do you know what i'm saying so people who are trying to say things about you if they're purposely trying to make sure your name isn't in it or you can't find it there's a reason for that do you understand like it's literally a reason why there's a sixth amendment you know you have to be present at your own trial because even people with wooden teeth 300 years ago when they made the Constitution on our Bill of Rights, they understood, like, if someone isn't here to face their accusers, some really, there's a lot of ways you can bend reality when someone isn't here to defend themselves and ruin a man's life. 
And in the digital age, that's even easier. And especially when the government is involved in trying to help cover that up. There's so many ways that they can it literally shadow ban you from a completely different version of the internet. Do you know what I'm saying? It's called um, a filter bubble. And they can essentially shadow ban you from everything on the internet. They can shadow ban you. Make sure you never come across something ever. You know, and everyone else could see it but you. And they'll do that on purpose. And they can put you in these little holes called filter bubbles. It's literally how, why I sign off on my show. Because I'm positive some of those tactics have been used on me. But it's so curious. that All it took was a day. So many people. Like, all I'm trying to do is save my life. <laughs> all I'm trying to do is save my life. And all these people have internalized it. Um, they think that they're on the side of good, etc. But... It doesn't change the fact that before I posted that, I, uh, if you want to know the reason why I'm even going on this tan- uh, 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 um, tangent, I'm literally almost done. I promise I'm going to get to the news. Is um, because, oh yeah, because at the end I put, do you know how all this is not true? Even if you don't believe me. Um, the law says this is what would happen if this was true, but how you actually, how, you know, at the, at the end of the day, how, you know, none of it is true is because I am not in jail. And when you post something like that, after making a whole lot of noise and making sure to get everyone's attention, and then the next day you fake like your account got <laughs> seized by the government, everyone that comes out of what like there's so many people like i fucking knew it bro like there were so many people in comment sections and people posting they're like i fucking knew it you know what i'm saying like we were right all along that's what happens when you talk a bunch of shit you know what i'm saying then you get taken down like it was crazy bro some people are like i fucking hope he never comes back and it was just like a day just a day of me doing that i was just like i'm gonna be silly and uh because like everyone loves to see someone who talks like big chested about things, even if he's right, no one likes somebody getting attention. I'm not looking for attention, but I was putting, I was calling people out, I was putting them on blast, and um, everyone wants to see, uh, everyone wants to see somebody who's taking a stand to fall. Do you know what I'm saying? Like ultimately, people just love to see that. People want love to see someone who's taking a stand. Um, they like to see them fall. Actually reminded, you know, going through this bullshit actually reminded me of a um, Chappelle show stand up. And I mean, I don't think I'm a big deal, but I'm taking a stand and I'm saying that there are a lot of people, a lot of established people, right, who have reputations. And I'm saying and I'm saying it with my chest held, you know, my, my chest out and my head held high. With confidence, you are wrong, and not only are you wrong, but you're lying, and then you're using your reputation in order to make up for the fact that you are bold-faced lying. You're lying about me, you're spreading false things about me, false media, false stories, false pictures, whatever is going on, false screenshots of conversations, um, all sorts of things. And what happens is if you're established and you get caught, like you could fall. You know what I'm saying? And so there are people who um, are using a reputation to say, trust me, this is true about him. Not not, not the facts say everything's wrong. Not the fact that he went and took polygraphs in front of cops. 
who fucking crashed his polygraph and then um who that and it, and it was taken by the guy who literally certifies literally certifies people in the CIA and the FBI the guy it's the guy who who certifies people gives them the certificates it's the president of the literal association not the fact that I have sources to show all these things that are going true I have things to point to I have track records of how these things go on I I plan, like I have no background in this other than I would have no and I could not even tell you this is how things happen unless I experienced it and it's not like I said it's not some Bob Lazar shit I have facts and sources etc but um people love to see someone you know what I'm saying fall from grace even if like I'm not trying to say I'm Jesus but Everyone wants to see someone fall and they want to see the car crash. But it reminded me of this thing Chappelle was talking about when how he, everyone started talking shit about him in the media. Remember when everyone said Chappelle went crazy and he went to Africa because he lost his mind. And he and he, and he did this little stand. He did the stand up kind of oration about it, about how it was crazy, how so many people instantly turned their back on him and started like talking shit about him etc and after a while he be, he began to shut up and just watch the people and he began to study them etc and he has some pretty good orations from it let me play you from it but it's true man like people also just want to see someone fail because it feels good because it's like well better you than me and then it also makes them feel better about their life and it's a weird phenomenon that humans are. But here, let me play this. When a hero stumbles, well, the cowards rejoice. Nothing feels better to a coward than to watch a brave guy fall. These cowards that rejoice, well, they don't understand what greatness looks like. It's, it's really, it's true. It's true. There's some, like... People act that way. It's crazy. It's crazy the, how animalistic humans still are. But I found that out just from literally a day of puffing my chest out, letting people know that they're wrong. You know what I'm saying? Posting literally the ways they could put me in jail. I screamed it on this podcast. Like, you know what I'm saying? A sports stadium full of people now. Know, you know what I'm saying? If any of these things are true, could put me in jail tomorrow. And it hasn't happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how you know it's bullshit. Do you understand? Is because that hasn't happened. Because these things are so egregious. They're so, like, over-the-top horrible crimes that people are trying to smear me on, trying to get people like that gentleman who turned his back on me in the media, even though, who knows, he could have been just trying to, like, you know, rub some of my juju off on his organization. I don't know. I don't really care. I'm not personally, I don't feel personally attacked, but it's just like, damn, you wanted to pretend, you wanted to show everyone that you supported us, but then when the going got tough, you were like, there was writing on the bathroom wall, like, holy shit. I was not ready for that fucking 180, but, um, but it's crazy that people were still saying this shit, even though I've posted how to put me in jail. Do you know what I'm saying? So they just want they just want to believe that it's true and they want to believe that they were right because lots of people repeated the same nonsense and they like the people who told them the nonsense 
And so they're just going to pretend facts don't exist and continue to spread the nonsense because they they believe something is true. Because they want to believe something is true. But, but you know what I'm saying? Um, you can't... I'm sorry, but facts... Only facts matter. Okay? Your feelings do not matter. There's that great um, Ben Shapiro quote, right? But, you know, there's this... Uh, what's it called? Bill Maher. I... I don't know. I, I watch a show. He, I mean, he's um, he, he's had a whole lot of people on his show that have like like Russell Brand when he came out talking about BlackRock and Vanguard. Literally, no one in the world touched Vanguard's name. In fact, a lot of people are apprehensive to mention Vanguard because the Bush family is uh, the Bush family is one of the of the of the um, wealth funds that. Um, fund that giant corporation. So a lot of people talk a lot about BlackRock, but a lot of people try to keep Vanguard out of their fucking mouth. But he went on there and just boom, you know what I'm saying? Talk about BlackRock and Vanguard and the vaccines, etc. Like Bill Maher has a lot of people that, you know, what I'm saying like he stayed in the game for a long time. And how you stay in the game is you don't speak truth to power, but you have guests on that you know will. Do you know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I, I think he's a real motherfucker. I mean, he's been in the game. How you stay in the game is you, you know what I'm saying? You never, you never, you know what I'm saying? You never kind of like, you invite people on who you know will say it. Do you know what I'm saying? And um, he also, what's it called? Invited most deaf on back in the day. There's so many great guests who come on his show to say something that is the truth and no and everyone's afraid to say it but he knows somebody who will and um he's a real motherfucking gangster uh but uh that being said he believe it or not he just had this um he just there's this clip from one of his shows i don't know if you watch bill maher but uh he said some shit about this and it rings so damn true this is from uh one of his shows i think it's i think it's recent but um People so badly want to believe something's true because they want to believe it. Not because the facts say they're up their own ass, because they want to believe it. And that's not how reality works. And you're not allowed to take rights away from people. You're not allowed to treat them different. You're not allowed to treat them like second-class people, etc. Because you want to believe something that you cannot prove, even in the most basic sense. Okay? You're just You're just not allowed to do that. You're just not. Or else... We would have the ages of kings and queens and, you know what I'm saying, like, they're just making up these crazy laws and no one has a set, like, that's that's why that's why the people who act that way aren't in charge of important shit. Do you understand? You, 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 you have the brain of a child. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, I, I want to believe something's true, but I don't want to have to prove that it's true. That's not how reality works. But it's crazy how so many people who want to smear me approach it that way it's like well our teams are uh, all of us are saying this it's like well that's fine you can say things you god gave you a hole on your face to make noises you're choosing to make bullshit you know what i'm saying with that with that with that hole but he just had this clip i want you to hear this because man this motherfucker he has some uh he has some good monologues and finally new rule this dangerous idea that has taken root in america that something is true merely because you want to believe it's true, has got to go. I, 
I have spent an awful lot of time on this show in the pre-Trump and the, then the Trump presidency years trying to convince people that this man would never concede losing an election no matter what the truth was. And what made me so sure of that was that America had become a place where truth no longer mattered. It was all about whether it felt right in your gut. Donald Trump lost to Joe Biden. That can't be right. He's a lefty, so he's going to take a left position. But ultimately, he's hitting the he's hitting the nail on the head. You can't go around um, behaving in a reality that you can't prove exists, even in the slightest, just because you believe it. And it's crazy how people are still monkeys like that. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? People are still monkeys. But all it took was me for one day for me to pretend my accounts got seized. Like, I had people who sent me straight to voicemail who were friends um, because they thought, like, yeah, I'm going to ha have your back on all this shit. You know, people are saying stuff, but I'll have your back and et cetera. But then I put that shit up on my profiles and they're sending me to voicemail. They're not returning my <laughs> They really thought the FBI came to seize my accounts. <laughs> what the fuck? So they were like, oh, fuck. The rumors were true. <laughs> but it's crazy how all it took was one day. And like, I learned so much about so many people who follow me, people who are my friends, people who we te I text, talk to. Like, um, do you know what I'm saying? Like, they really didn't have my back. <laughs> it shows, but whatever. So um, I'm not going to post this till Sunday. I'm going to keep all that shit up. Um, it's good for me anyway. I have this little project I'm trying to finish up. So uh, we'll see what else happens. What, who else comes out the woodwork to talk shit? <laughs> but it's been an amazing eye-opener. Uh, what's actually going on? But Bill Maher is right. Like Ultimately, you can't believe a reality if you can't prove it. I mean... You have to at least prove, I mean, at least circumstantially, circumstantially, circumstantial evidence is the lowest form of evidence. If you can't even produce circumstantial evidence, like, shut up. I'm sorry. You believe that? Okay, cool. People also believe in Santa Claus. Do you know what I'm saying? And, and, and full grown adults know he's not, doesn't exist. Do you know what I'm saying? They, which I think is and go, going off on a little, on a little tangent about that. Isn't that crazy? How I feel like our first introduction to the idea of gaslighting is for all of us was Santa Claus. Like I feel like somehow that's how the government and media treats the working class and middle class. They treat us like Santa Claus. I mean, you know what I'm saying? How like your mom and your aunt and your dad, they all keep reinforcing this idea, right? Of this person who's going to bring you presence but you got to clean your fucking room and they all got ga they gaslight you don't gaslight you for years i remember my mom would say shit like if you're not good santa won't get bring you presents and all of a sudden i would you know what i'm saying i would start being good i eat my vegetables like because an invisible person they know doesn't exist and they know there's no there's no evidence just everyone is essentially is talking and acting like something is true but the people who are repeating that information know it's bullshit isn't that crazy? That's our first introduction to being gaslit is Santa Claus, essentially. So, I mean, it just goes to show you, I mean, all it takes is for enough people to repeat something and you'll just believe it. And our, you know what I'm saying, it's happened to all of us. We all know that. That's how our brains work. So for, I mean, as an adult, for you to still have that I believe in Santa Claus mentality is...
incredibly sad and possibly you know what i'm saying maybe you should have a couple of your rights taken away like the ability to own firearms and to vote etc if you're obviously i'm you know exaggerating but if you hold a philosophy to life well i believe it so it's true and i'm going to act like it's true because i believe it you're essentially saying my brain still works like when i believed in santa because all it took was for other people to say something's true, and I like those people. And so I'm going to believe this is true. Why would they lie to me? But they're lying to you. They try, they'd lie to you to get you to clean your room, eat your vegetables. You better be a good boy. You're not going to get any presents from Santa. Like, and it takes, like, how many people? I mean, I know some motherfuckers who were, like, 10 years old finally didn't believe in Santa. Like, their parents would keep that going. They write it on notes oh my gosh like my mom used to write like i got a present from rudolph like <laughs> she'd write from rudolph to steve like everything around you you know what i'm saying they all pretend that this person exists and i believe that our media and our government does the same thing to us every day and we need to stop we need to let go of that and i think bill bill moore is really um really you know the 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 overall theme is that we need to stop acting like Santa Claus exists. We need to, you know, delete that from our brain. Just because you want something to be true or you believe it to be true doesn't mean it's true. The same way that your mother and your dad and your aunt or whatever gaslit you, literally gaslit you into believing a fat dude crams his fat ass down everyone's chimney and brings you presents. And if you don't eat your fucking vegetables, you're not going to get, you know, a TurboGrafx-16. Oh, man, I just dated myself. Um, you know what I'm saying? You're not going to get a Sega Genesis. Like, if you're going to carry that thought process over into your real life, then, do you know what I'm saying? I think perhaps maybe we should, you know, you know, like what they do with drunk drivers, give you, like, a special license plate. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you require you to wear, like a, like, a hat with a propeller on it. Like, real talk. We have to let go of that that thought process, um, but which what I think Bill Maher is talking about here is just because you believe something is true, doesn't mean it's true. You have to have at least circumstantial, and if you can't even provide that, I'm sorry, you're done, and you have to stop behaving that way, and you have to move on with your life, like and be a grown up. I'm sorry you're not a a hero or a savior. Or you're not in on the, you, you think you're in on some deep state, blah, blah, blah. Like, you have to come, at least with circumstantial. It's literally the lowest form of evidence in the world. It's fairly easy to come up with if there's a grain, a speck of truth at anything that you're saying. It's incredibly simple and easy. Um, I've learned all about that, you know, with sources, etc. Um, in the news game. So if you can't even do that, Keep that information out of your mouth. It's time to grow up. Um, but he's absolutely right. Just because you believe something's true doesn't mean it's true. You have to come with receipts, especially as a grown-ass person. I believe, though, getting back to I believe that the government treats us like our parents does with Santa Claus. I mean, they did that with COVID. And guess what? We believe them. You better stay inside. We're all going to die. If you don't wear the mask... You're going to get the thing and they're going to put you on a breathing machine and you're going to fucking die. You better get the shot or you're going to die. There's all these. Now everyone's getting all these problems with all sorts of things. Oh, don't take the don't take the horse medicine. That's for horses. Now the FDA is saying that's approved for treatment and COVID. Like, 
literally opposite world. Um, people came out and said, hey, we have the receipts to say that this shit came from a lab. And you were kicked off the internet. And then everyone was like, that person's crazy. You need to stop spreading conspiracy theories. And then, what, seven months later, all of a sudden those people became vindicated. Like, the news and the government treat us like our parents treated us when we believed in Santa Claus. And we fall for it constantly, even though we all know how that works. Some of us do that to our own kids. Some of us got kids and we do that to, we make them believe in Santa Claus. So how are we still falling for this shit? It's pretty crazy. Anyways, that's kind of mostly what I wanted to say there. Let's get into the news that the mainstream media and the U.S. government either underreported, didn't report, or pretend didn't exist. Okay, let's see here. Um, first story today, let's talk about Asian Americans, they found out, have enormously more PFAS in their blood than any other U.S. demographic. Um, a lot of you who don't know, PFAS are forever chemicals, essentially. They're things that take like a thousand years, sometimes five thousand years to break down, and your body takes like sometimes seven to ten years to even get rid of them out of your body to... Um, essentially purge them from your system. Um, and they do major damage. They cause kidney failure, uh, liver failure, um, all sorts of early Alzheimer's, um, um, infertility. Uh, it, it'll up your... It'll, if you're a male, it can sometimes make your body... Um, increase its estrogen production. Um, a lot of people remember Alex Jones and that meme that, you know, they're, what's it called? They're releasing things into the water that are making the freaking frogs gay. By the way, say what you want about that dude. Like, he can believe all, he, all the stuff he wants. I don't have to believe everything he believes, but I do absolutely respect that man's ability to say whatever the fuck he wants. Do you know what I'm saying? And if anything, bad ideas should be said out loud. I can't believe they deplatformed that man. If he's saying something that's wrong, right? That is that's when you go that's when you that's when you prove that it's wrong. That's what happens when instead of just being like he's crazy, we're going to make sure no one c- can hear what he has to say. That's your opportunity to show how you're right. Do you know what I'm saying? That's how that works. And instead of taking the opportunity to say, hey, this guy's nuts. They just said you're not allowed to say things anymore. Or we're going to drown you out and no one's going to listen to you. We're going to say a bunch of crazy things to you in the media. And then you're not going to be able to defend yourself because you can't even go on a platform. Ha ha. But like, that's not how that works. If someone is saying something and you think that's not true, that's your opportunity to prove that's not true. Not to continue to say it and then make it so he can't even say anything. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the best way to... That's... that's that. I mean, if anything, I think more conspiracy theorists like Alex Jones... I'm not going to call him conspiracy theorists. That's a fucking cop-out. Because a lot of the shit he's proven right... Uh, there's a lot of shit that he said that has been proven right. One of those things being the frogs being gay... Um, that was based on a 
pesticide that has PFAS in it, believe it or not. I mean, that was one of the chemicals in it, which made it so uh, so invasive to amphibians' bodies. Because amphibians breathe with their skin. Everything they come in contact with, they absorb. So, a lot of people say that frogs, essentially, are early warning systems for the environment. If something is happening to amphibians, like frogs, because of how they breathe, etc., um, it's like an early warning system. It's like a it's like a canary in a coal mine, and um, he's been he's been vindicated about that. That meme that everyone laughed about, he's been vindicated. He's he 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 was absolutely uh, what's it called? There was a court case that was won, etc., in regards to that, proving him right. And he was saying these things many years ahead of time. Um, he was right ten years before anyone was saying anything about Jeffrey Epstein. Um, but what he but what he was talking about, he's like, there's this island and people go there and it's a bunch of elites and they have sex with kids and everyone called him crazy. But 10 years ahead of time, fucking Alex Jones was saying that 10 years ahead of time, no one believed him. And then all of a sudden, 10 years later, he's proven right. Like he was the, he was one of the, he was the first person there uh, to talk about that shit. Because see, here's the thing is people give this guy tips who work in the government, maybe the Justice Department, like the feds, etc. Um, or they most like, or they use like conclusive ambushing techniques um, to help him put together information without actually touching him or talking to him. And uh, because they know that he will say it, and he's grown this platform. Because look, people, he doesn't, he didn't, he didn't grow an audience of five million people. Do you know that's how many people? listen to a show 5 million he used to have a nationally syndicated radio show when radio was a big deal still in the 90s and the early 2k's um people don't keep coming back to the watering hole because you're full of shit do you know what i'm saying but you know the fact that they shut him down is crazy i think i went on that tangent because i was talking about pfas yes let's get back to it asian americans they have a lot of pfas in their blood kind of like the stuff that made the frogs gay <laughs> Um, sorry, I went on that tangent, but, um, yeah, Asian Americans, they found out have gargantuan amount more PFAS in their blood than the other people. Um, PFAS chemicals are like ubiquitous in daily life. We can't even get away with them, get away from them anymore. They're found in 80%, they're found 80% higher in Asian Americans blood though than any other race. And they're saying that this might be related to fish consumption, um, because a lot of people consume, you know, in in Asian American communities, uh, still maintain their traditional native diet. Um, so they're saying that might have something to do with it. But um, they're saying that if you are Asian American, you are one of our sixty-seven thousand people, one of the people in the sports stadium. Um, workout clothes. They're saying stay away from workout clothes. You know that workout clothes material. Uh, stay away from microwavable meals. Stay away from um, new kinds of furniture because a lot of them have like stain-resistant coatings, etc. And uh, fast and fast food containers. They're saying don't eat fast food because, believe it or not, the things that make our fast food containers resilient to moisture and grease um, are forever chemicals. So, 
you know, if you are Asian American and you're listening to that show, stay away from that stuff. Stay away from fast food, fast food uh, containers. Stay away from paper straws, um, disposable cups like the ones at Starbucks. Bring your own cup if you can. Uh, that's going to help you uh, stay in the game a little longer. Here's another story. Thousands of workers leave the VA because bureaucracy is hindering help. A lot of people don't know the VA stands for the Veterans Association. It's basically like veterans healthcare. If you fight for the country, you get free healthcare for life. But the healthcare system that they get, the free healthcare is bullshit because the government tries to stiff the people who uh, risk their lives for our nation. But basically, there's this thing called the PACT Act. And the PACT Act's benefits expansion has stressed VA workers. And it spurred resignations in the thousands at the VA. It really stretched everyone thin. Um, They then implemented a quota system that challenges the integrity of the system, the efficiency of the system, um, uh, making claims very complex to get coverage, to, you know what I'm saying, to get approved for certain treatments. And they're not able to effectively help vets with health issues caused by, you know, burn pits or um, depleted uranium, shit like that. So, yeah, thousands of workers have literally left because they cannot help these people. And it's something nobody's talking about. They're talking about, I mean, there's other strikes that are important to talk about. But not a lot of people are talking about the VA, the v, uh, that uh, thousands of people have left the VA. Um, they're also saying that, like, rising claims, insufficient training has also kind of exasperated the pressure on people over there. Causing, like, this huge exodus of people just to be like, you know what, fuck this. I can't help the people I'm here to help. Um, they're not giving me my training. They're making this diff- more difficult than it is. Um, it's not worth it. And so now we have these vets who are all, this system was already bullshit. I don't know if you follow a lot of people on TikTok or Twitter that are former military or former like riflemen, um, etc. But like there's so many funny memes of about a bunch of servicemen talking shit about the VA because it's this bullshit system before the PACT Act. So I mean the fact that this is happening is just it's insane, but no one's talking about this. This is a big deal. These people fight for our country. Um, there are lots of people who fight for our country to get citizenship, etc. Like they're giving up their life for our nation, and then we can't even take care of them. And it was already a broken system, and it's now it's even worse. And people are literally leaving in the thousands because, like, it's too hard. They're making it too difficult, and they can't help people. And people need help. Um, they expose their bodies to a lot of horrible, traumatic things. There's going to be repercussions for that. Down the line, as your body is not able to recover, uh, and you age, etc. And, you know what I'm saying? That's part of the deal. They signed a contract, and they're making that hard on purpose. Kind of, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, uh, yeah, it's like being stiffed. You know what I'm saying? Like, I paid for that shit. I, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I want it. It's like having full coverage insurance. And then they tell you, well, this is an act of God. And act of gods aren't covered on your policy. And you're just like, <laughs> you know, I got hit by somebody who, you know, carjacked the Wienermobile. <laughs> this isn't an act from God. Pay me, bitch. So that's a horrible thing that's going on right now. 
Um, here's another story going on. Billions of email logins and passwords all over the globe have leaked online. This is a huge story. No one's talking about this. It's called Darkbeam. Um, uh, this thing called Darkbeam has inadvertently exposed 3.8 billion, with a B, user records, including usernames, passwords, personal information, address, social security number, etc., due to unprotected databases. The exposed data originated from previous data breaches, and it raises concerns over potential misuse, such as targeted phishing attacks, etc., but 3.8 billion, that means most likely you have been affected by this. You need to go and change your account passwords. You need to go change your secret words. You need to turn on two-factor authentication, etc., 3.8 billion is a lot of people, you understand? So, um, I'd, I'd definitely go check that out. Um, go change your password, use uh, two-factor authentication, and don't use password as your password. Um, here's another story. U.S. Customs now has... Ugh, the world is changing so fast, and not enough people are talking about these stories. Because it's showing that we are inching towards a thing. All the, you know, air quotes, conspiracy theorists. I like to call them prof uh, professional coincidence noticers. <laughs> but everyone was talking about global IDs. And they're going to use them to track us, etc. Well, U.S. Customs now is going to require you to have a global biometric ID. If you're going to be traveling in and out of airports. A global ID biometric system. Not a passport, so they want your biometrics. Facial detection. You know how like everyone's talking about this topia in China? Your face, your biometrics, etc. On top of your passport and everything else. So they're slowly but surely turning us into a global society. Now, that's going to be great for peace. But I think nationalism has something to do with playing into the human condition. And I think that's understudied. I think a lot of globalists, the reason why globalists try to pr push a global society is because, you know, that great um, speech from network where uh, the president of the network pulls Howard Beale into his office and he talks about the world is a college of corporations. There are no borders. There are no nations. Um, that's because that's how rich people see the world because they don't have barriers. Do you know what I'm saying? And so they're perceiving the world how they want something for us the way they live their life. And they live life without barriers. They jet set. They hopscotch all over the world. You know what I'm saying? Like their passports and they're able to go through customs and they're, you know what I'm saying? They're in one country today and another country tomorrow. Like you go to the, the, the 7-Eleven down the street. Um, and so these kind of things that they start designing and implementing for us is because these people are applying their life experience. Wouldn't that be, that would be so much more convenient for everyone. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I have nothing to hide. They know who I am. They know my jet, my private jet is registered. They know I'm hopscotch. Yeah, but you'll also have a money cocoon protecting you from, you know, um, authoritarian governments and whatever um and, and 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 you know all sorts of things but 
you know, the perfect the the professional coincidence noticers are right again is that they are implementing a global ID. Now, just like remember how we were learning about a couple weeks ago about how Whole Foods is going to be making it so you can pay with your palm, but they're choosing to implement this system at Whole Foods is because people who shop at Whole Foods are usually upper middle class or high earners. I guess that's how the class system works now. A lot of people don't know. It's it's the poor, uh, the working poor, working class, middle class, upper middle class, high earners, millionaires, and then like people in the hundreds of millions, and then there's billionaires, and then whoever's at the top of the, I mean, there's some people are saying that the Saudis are worth a trillion dollars, I mean, they might be, right, who knows, I mean, they're building, you know, crazy cities, but regardless, is, um, these systems are being implemented, and just like with Whole Foods, they're, people who jet set usually are people who are working white collar professionals, people who are most probably like upper middle class, middle class, etc. Just like what the Whole Foods thing is, the those people end up inspiring the people underneath them, you know, uh, middle class, working class people, etc. Like, well, hey, these people who are doing well in life, I see them using these systems. It's becoming normalized to them. So it must not be that bad because I don't see myself that much different than them. Do you know what I'm saying? I can, I, you know I'm saying I can buy a big TV if I wanted to, just like an upper middle class person. Do you know what I'm saying? I might have to work a little harder. I might have to finance it, but I can still touch all the things that person can touch. So what happens is the poor, the working poor, the working class, the middle class see high earners and upper middle class people um, using these systems because they were they are being propagandized towards them just like the Amazon I'm sorry the Whole Foods pay with your palm system now that's happening because they know us little people will see them and since we see well we're not much different than them because they still have to they don't have a driver they still got to get around town like me I can still buy the things they can buy I'll just be a little things will be a little more tight etc we don't see ourselves as too different from them it normalizes that and even gives us a thing to aspire to like oh well you got that global id so you must be a jet setter dog like it it's 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 it normalizes something that shouldn't be normalized and you know what i'm saying that's why these things are being utilized this global id system is first being implemented on people who would be either like high earners or upper middle class people people who constantly traveling on planes, etc., um, to normalize this sorts of thing. And if they normalize it, they influence, you know, those people usually own companies, um, you know, people respect their opinions, etc., because they've done well for themselves. And then they influence the people underneath them, you know, etc., etc. They say people posting stuff on Facebook and they'll correct their post or they'll post something they read in the New York Times or whatever, you know. And so this is how this shit gets normalized. So the professional coincidence noticers were right again is yes, they are implementing a global ID and this is how this is their foot in the door. And it's and it's important to understand these things may seem like simple things, but the slippery slope is real. There's that great quote by Jordan Peterson. God, it's it's so good. He he 
you can really tell he's an edu. I mean, you can really people who are educators and people who um, um, are from academia but also are educators um, so can can explain things in incredibly simplified ways, but in profound ways. But here's a quote I'm talking about. Jordan Peterson talks about how tyranny or authoritarianism happens one step at a time. And he puts it in this great package. I wanted to play this clip. Even though I played it a million times, maybe there's somebody who hasn't heard it. I just don't understand how it gets to the point where... Well, things get to terrible places one tiny step at a time. You know, if I encroach, if I encroach on you and I'm sophisticated about it, I'm going to encroach two millimeters. I'm going to encroach right to the point where you start, start to protest. Then I'm going to stop. Then I'm going to wait. Then you're going to calm down. Then I'm going to encroach again right to the point where you protest. Then I'm going to stop. Then I'm going to wait. And I'm just going to do that forever. And before you know it, you're going to be back three miles from where you started and you'll have done it one step at a time. And then you'll go, oh, how'd I get here? And the answer was, well... I pushed you a little farther than you should have gone, and you agreed. And so then I pushed you a little farther than you should have gone again, and you agreed. And if anybody's interested in this sort of process, and this is a horrifying book, if you want to read about how this process works, you can read a book called Ordinary Men by Robert Browning. I just don't... But yeah, he puts it in the best way possible. These things happen one step at a time, and then they push you to... like. I'm, I'm going to just make it even worse if I even repeat what he said. But you heard exactly what he said. And so these global ID things is going to turn into a national ID system. And then sooner or later, you won't be able to go anywhere without your papers, without your, your um, what's it called? Your, uh, your global ID that has a um, RFID chip in it. And since there will be RFID gates for everything in the 5G, 15-minute city world, because and near field communication sensors, etc. Like, um, I mean, they're even they. You know, what I'm saying they're going to be able to know where you're at just by having your fucking ID in your pocket here soon. So, I mean, it's gonna. It starts with these these things, and it don't seem like a big deal. It's like, oh, that's a little story in the news about you know airplane safety, etc. But just as Dr. Peterson says, these things happen one step at a time, and because the way they introduce it seems very docile and unthreatening and even something we might be aspired to like oh yeah he's a jet setter he's got one of those global ids like it it's the first step but the professional noticers the professional coincidence noticers were right again Uh, let's go on another story panama canal puts ships on a diet the drought has triggered a traffic trim This comes from uh, AP News. Uh, Drought conditions prompt Panama Canal to limit daily ship transits to 31. So only 31 ships are allowed to go through the Panama Canal a day. For the whole globe. Um, Because of essentially drought. Because they use fresh water to raise the ships up. Because, you know, Panama Canal works by raising ships up like in little steps. Uh, over hills and mountains, etc. And um, it uses fresh water to do that. Well, there's massive drought in Panama now. And so now only 31 ships a day are allowed to cross the Panama Canal. And so this is going to affect the prices of a lot of things. You think we're getting price gouged already by corporations? 
which we proved it's like three times over in many cases of inflation. They're just choosing to keep the prices high. Um, it's gonna. They're gonna use this to say, "Well, we got to make the prices even higher." They're already three. You know, what I'm saying three times over inflation. They're already making huge margins on things. Um, but they're definitely going to use this as a reason in the news to be like, "Well, we gotta raise the price again." Like, yeah, okay, I get it. Like, they're gonna milk this for all it's worth and um, just scapegoat global warming. I get it. Global warming sucks, but you know. Um, this is going to be used to many people's advantage. Okay, let's find some more stories here. Talk about um, Ocean's Microplastic Culprit. Tires are leaving more than just tracks. Where am I coming up with these headlines? Um, now, just recently, so a lot of people talk about microplastics, right? Um, Yale, believe it or not, just did a study where they identified the main source of ocean microplastics. Is it plastic bottles? Is it plastic bags? Is it plastic straws stuck in turtles' noses? Um, they found out that 78% of microplastics, you ready, is tire dust. The shit that comes off your tires. Did you... Apparently, cars drive on the road and their tires wear down. And then when it rains, the tire dust that's all over the road that we can't see because it's dust um, gets washed into the gets washed into the storm drains, and the storm drains go out to the oceans. And then the the plankton think the the microplastics and the and the tiny 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 pieces of rubber, the plasticized rubber, is food. And then fish eat those little planktons and shrimps, and then shark, you know, then barracudas eat the fish, and then sharks eat the barracudas, and then killer whales eat the blah blah blah. You know, I don't know why she swallowed a fly. Perhaps she'll die, kind of thing. Um, but it's tire dust. So that is interesting. Um, who knows? Maybe the next Pulitzer Prize winner is going to be the person who finds a way to make a wheel that is not rubber-based and wears less. Or, do you know what I'm saying? Maybe it erodes differently or it clumps when it comes into contact with other particles of itself. So it's easier to pick up by filters. I don't know. But 78% of ocean plastic is plasticized rubber. Little tiny, tiny, tiny pieces of rubber that come off our tires. Then it rains, goes in the storm drains, goes into the oceans, and then the fishes eat them. And then we eat the fishes, and we're eating our tires, essentially. So, you know what I'm saying? If you're ever hungry one day uh, for sushi, just go outside and, you know, take a chomp out of your tire. Um, here's an interesting story. The Sinaloa cartel says they will quit... Selling and manufacturing fentanyl all over northern Mexico, which is a pri their primary controlled territory. It's right up to the border. So, if you're wondering who's controlling those border, uh, who's controlling the border crossings, because the cartel it's it's a literally a billion dollar industry now. Just 
people paying them to take them across the border. It's that lucrative. Um, Sinaloa cartel um, started hanging up banners all over Mexico saying, uh, well, this was a message from the Chapitos, which is essentially El Chapo's kids. I don't know how many kids he has, but I guarantee you they're just as gangster as he is. Um, but it, it had a, at the end of the sentence, it said Chapitos, right? It said Das Chapitos, so like El Chapo's kids. Or, and basically, they just put out these giant banners and they telling everyone not to make fentanyl, don't sell fentanyl, don't make it here. So, I don't know what happened. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if they got pressure from the intelligence community because we all know that the CIA runs the drug industry. But um, they're they hanging up banners all over northern Mexico. And uh, Chapitos from the Sinaloa cartel says, no more fentanyl. So, we'll see what happens. But experts, including the former DEA officials, um, are really skeptical of this because they say that fentanyl's profitability, amongst all of the drugs, is just so out of it's it's so off the charts. Selling fentanyl is so much more cheaper, and it gives you the same high, if not a more extreme high, than um, cocaine or manufacturing heroin. Um, they say they they doubt this is real because what are they going to use to replace that? Do you know what I'm saying? They're not just going to be like, hey, we're tired of making all this. We're, we're tired of making billions of dollars. Which, by the way, El Chapo is number 701 on the Forbes billionaires list. A lot of people don't know that. Um, yeah, El Chapo is a billionaire. But yeah, the banners were signed by... Um, Los Chapitos. Uh, it's El Chapo Guzman's sons. And um, some people are saying that it's because, you know, how last week I was telling you guys about all the um, tractor trailers. You know, all the all the big rigs were, were like, there was like a three day wait to get from across from Mexico into the United States to deliver goods to us because a lot of our goods are being manufactured. I don't know if it's pressure because of that or. Or what? But apparently they're going to stop selling fentanyl. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Um, here's something important if you own a Hyundai. I throw this in there because I mean, I ultimately want to feature stories that either don't get enough reporting and, rep and will affect your life. Which definitely a story about fentanyl will affect your life. Um, or things that might help your day to day. Like this story I'm about to mention. So it's not, I'm not, I'm not always talking about, you know. The, the, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, you know, the underreported stories. Like sometimes it's just stuff that you, this information you could use because it's important because either your health, your wealth, your your, your, your privacy or um, your longevity is uh, being threatened. Um, that's usually how I, I think about human interests or it's, you know, adding to information you didn't know or isn't being popular, but etc. But Hyundai is recalling 1.6 million cars because their um, automatic braking systems, their ABS O-rings, defect, causing fires when you need to use them. So the investigation reveals that brake fluid leaks from ABS modules are leading to engine bay fires. So if you have a model 2010 to 2015 Hyundai, 
they're saying go get your car fixed so hyundai's are great cars i used to sell them um they are uh very high quality cars <laughs> but you need to go get it fixed if you if you own one um i do not but um kansas un-american here's another story kansas the kansas un-american newspaper un-american newspaper raid backfires getting the police chief suspended so a lot of people understood about there's that that small newspaper in uh, marion county where that old lady died because the cops raided the house of that small independent newspaper and it got the mom who was like in her 90s so worked up that she died from the stress remember how i was talking about that literally with the, my our last cointel pro podcast how stress really takes a toll on your body and when you're cointel pro you're stressed out every day you're and it affects and and they're also taking attacks on your health while they're stressing you out well you know what I'm saying? She died because she got so stressed out of a police raid because the police didn't like them talking about shit the city was doing. And so they just, it's called malicious prosecution. Um, happened to me too. Um, but they don't, um, you're not allowed to do that. And that's a huge charge. I hope they sue their the city's asses off. I Like, that's why, you know, if anything, I also challenge people to... Um, volunteer to start spreading that shit publicly like about about me like i just can't cannot wait because i went to the long i because i personally went through the long process of gathering all the facts about what is true um i can't wait for some stupid ass to try to smear me in the media about all these things that have happened and uh put those words in their mouth because man oh man like I want me some Dominion voting machine lawsuit money. Getting back to it, I hope these people get some lawsuit money from this because malicious prosecution, basically the government coming up with reasons to do mean things to you because they don't like what you're saying is a big deal, and I hope they get paid. But the police chief who authorized that got fired, so that's good. Uh, here's another story. Ford's CFO is saying that pensions are an outdated employment expectation. Remember all that stuff I was talking about, Jordan Peterson? That that quote I played about things getting to bad places, one step at a time? Well, here is GM, or Ford, saying pensions are a thing of the past. So they're trying to tell us, hey, quality of life is a thing of the past. Can you fucking believe that? Can you believe that? Like, they made record, they're making record profits. Their CEOs are getting multi-million dollar bonuses per year. Um, and they're trying to tell people, and they're trying to tell their workers, pensions are a thing of the past. So, basically, working until you're dead is, you know, is the new reality. I'm sorry, but it's not. You know what I'm saying? You just need to figure out how you're going to do that. They don't want to they don't they don't want to give up their nut. That's the thing. They don't like a corporation wants to is a machine that makes money. But the Ford CEO has said that well because basically the UAW wants their pensions restored. Believe it or not, they a lot of them took a a hit during the um 2008 financial crash. Remember all the automakers got the bailout? Well, they asked the union, hey, 
so we can keep paying you. Can you guys take a pay cut and can you guys restructure pensions? And so not everyone gets a pension even though they're full time or not everyone gets a pension even though they've been working here for so many years. And now the United Auto Workers wants their their deal back. And um, no one and, 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 and instead Ford is trying to counter back and be like, hey, man. Pensions are a thing of the dinosaurs. You know, you got to get with the modern time. So it's so crazy how the wealth gap is growing and peep and 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 the and the the rule, you know, the, the wealth class is trying to tell us our lives have changed, even though theirs have gotten better. How do you how do you justify that? How is your life getting better? Right. The wealth gap is growing at an exponential rate. Um. But they're telling us our way of life is over. Isn't that convenient? How your life is getting better, but my life has to get worse. And you're just telling me that's just a that that's just a reality I have to accept. Exactly what happened? Because I thought we're in. You know, what I'm saying I thought the economy was in shambles. I thought, you know, what I'm saying like, how how does that work? It's kind of curious. But Ford is saying pensions are a thing of the past. Go fuck yourself, dude. It's that one step at a time, bro. They're going to get us used to living in poverty. Um, let's hear. Here's another story. Oh, everyone heard about... Yeah, McCarthy got ousted. I talked about that. I only talked about that because it's so historically significant. Um, I don't know. I didn't have any bad feelings against McCarthy. He got voted out. I don't really pay attention to politics. I don't cover politics. I only covered the story because it's historical. Um, but he got ousted. That's pretty crazy. That hasn't ha- happened in like a hundred years. And it, and a hundred years ago, that was the first time it ever happened. So it's incredibly rare. Um, but Matt Gates was pretty much the person who front run front front ran that. And um, then he came out and gave a speech about how he's only gonna be, you know, he's not gonna be bowing down to lobbyists anymore. So, good for him. Um, I he's not, you know, what I'm saying I don't live in his state, so none of the policies and things he says matters. But I donated uh, to him just because, you know, he. Uh, I don't know if you follow Matt Gates, but he was facing some pretty gnarly charges, and um, the Trump administration had his back. The whole time. And from what I can tell, none of those charges, he never got convicted on any of those charges. He's, you know what I'm saying, he's not in jail. So I guess none of that's true. Um, but um, while he was going through that shit, uh, the Trump administration had his back. And I was waiting for him to endorse Trump when Trump said he was going to run for president again. And he was one of the few people... Because Trump's own party was even on Fox News was telling him to get out of the race, to leave, etc. But, you know, him, Marjorie Taylor Greene. I'm not a Trumper, by the way. I just pay attention to people when they do things that means that they're loyal and they're, and they, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, are, are, do things that are not ungrateful. Because... There's a lot of people shitting on Trump right now. It's not going to cost Matt Gates anything to be like, fuck Trump. It's not going to cost him anything. In, pro- in fact, it may even gain him some support and more money. But he endorsed him. So he did something that was unpopular. Um, 
So, you know, so, uh, you know, I, I donated, you know, I donated, donated some money to him. Not that it's, you know, what I'm saying he'll pretty much probably just eat lunch and you know, spend all what I was able to give him. I don't make much, but, um, he, you know what I'm saying? We'll see what happens with him, but he's the one that, um, what do you call it? Uh, sponsored McCarthy being ousted and it happened. And then he gave that great speech about how all those other people are grand are, are, are bowing down the lobbyists. So, I mean, this can be like a, a reawakening for his career. Um, but I will tell you, well, you know, I uh, will not badmouth him unless he has something, unless he gets convicted of something. Um, I have nothing bad to say about him. Uh, like I said, he's not in my state, so I don't really care uh, what his policies are. But he's, he, I'm saying he's loyal and he's not ungrateful in an, in, in a, in a, in a, I don't know if you'd call it an industry but in a profession that breeds those type of people. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. I don't know. I tossed him a couple bucks. Um, I know he, you know what I'm saying, Matt Gates is loyal and he's not ungrateful. So, and there's plenty, and there's plenty of people who are in office who are. So it'd be interesting to pay attention to what happens to that man's career. He had a lot of night. He had a lot of cra- uh, crazy good things to say about lobbyists and et cetera. So it'll be interesting to see what's going on, but yeah, he got Matt, uh, Kevin uh, kicked out of the the seat. So I feature that story. Um, here's a new story. Oh my god, bro! I laughed my ass off reading this because the dystopia is like rushing towards us, <laughs> and I started laughing, making jokes to myself out loud about this because the dystopia is like headfirst charging at us like a raging bull. <laughs> And we don't even realize it, but these little stories, bro, because I'm such a news nerd, I pay attention to the na- the narrative every day. And, um, but, so, Chipotle collaborated with this robotics company called Hyphen to make a robot that can successfully and automatedly make your burrito bowl and burrito. <laughs> And they're even working on a secondary automation robot. They're calling him Chippy. And he it's the robot that's going to give you the chips. You know the girl that stands between the people who make your burrito and the girl at the cash register? And she goes, do you want chips? <laughs> that person. <laughs> they made a robot to replace her. <laughs> they made a robot to replace the chip girl. <laughs> and they called it Chippy. <laughs> Oh my god, I was crying laughing. Ugh. It's like if my boss replaced me with a robot and the robot's name was Pixel Bitch. Do you know do you know what I'm saying? Like God, that's so funny. They named it Chippy, like insult to injury dog. You don't have a job. <laughs> and we named the robot Chippy. <laughs> the dystopia is rushing towards us. Uh, a lot of people don't know that California after the first of the year all of our fast food workers are going to be making 20 bucks an hour. Um, and if you work fast food full time, that means you're going to pull like $41,500 a year. So you don't have to graduate high school and you'll make 41 K a year. The robot. And you notice at the same time, all these robots are coming out. McDonald's is now, um, 
spearheading this store that's completely robotic. You don't even interact with people at the register. And then your your meal just comes through a conveyor belt. Um, <laughs> Chippy. Chipotle just created a robot that can make your burrito and your burrito bowls um, automatedly. And then Chippy. <laughs> Chippy. Oh, shit. Oh, I worked food service, man. Like, it's a shitty job. I, my very first job, I worked two jobs when I was 15 years old. I was abandoned at 15, and I worked at GameStop for 30 hours a week, and then I worked, because that's as much as I'll let you work, and I worked at Burger King for 30 hours a week, and then turned in my assignments in kind of like a homeschool kind of manner um, to finish high school. So, But I still did it. I still finished on time. And it's all the same assignments. and uh, But, yeah. Um, I remember there's this girl I used to hit on who did the fries. I call her my burger queen. <laughs> this this black girl, I was like, all goo goo gaga over her. It's crazy how they're going to replace, the, how they're going to pay those people $20 an hour, though. I remember I made five seventy five an hour when I worked my job. They're going to pay them 20 bucks an hour. That is so crazy. The robots are coming. The robots are coming, bro. Just, yeah, your fight for 15 is going to speed up the robot revolution. Can you believe that? <laughs> it's no longer going to be, like, everyone talks about Skynet being what starts a robot revolution. It's not. It's going to be the fight for 15. <laughs> it's going to be the fight for 15. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, the term, they're going to have to redo the Terminator franchise, man. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Back in 2025, when the fast food wars uh, brought the robots online. Ugh, it's going to be crazy, bro. It's going to be so crazy. Ugh. Instead of, I'll be back, it'll be fries. Our extra. So crazy, man. The robot uprise is coming. And, um... You know, it's coming for us in both the top and the bottom. LLMs are replacing white collar workers, and robots are going to re- be replacing uh, the service industry. How crazy is the future going to be? Uh, here's another story Google's data dilemma crime solving tool or privacy invasion? Uh, this is from themessenger.com. I thought this story was interesting. Google is facing a record of 60,472 U.S. search warrants each year um, that they get they get issued, and they're complying with like 80% of them, primarily for location and search data. Now, why some police uh, a, some police warrants are a, um, are for aiding and solving crimes. Others implicated by their data, there would be other lot because they're trying to use location data to solve crimes. And here's the thing is like there's going to be multiple people in the same place as other people. And many local people follow similar traffic patterns of how they get around town because that's how they design a city is like you ever get like you know what i'm saying like when the new shopping mall comes into town and then they rearrange the street how it works to make sure you drive by all the stores to get back on the freeway etc like um traffic patterns are are 
engineered. And so what they're saying is all these warrants that are being used to implicate people in crimes are using location-based data. Like Google's getting like 60,000 of these a year for location-based metadata, a request from Google to solve crimes like, well, hey, you were in this area, etc. But there's so many people who will be in one little hotspot and that many people follow similar traffic patterns as other people traversing uh, cities, etc. That they're saying that there are lots of people who might be implicated in um, crimes and they're completely innocent because the way that this law enforcement um, research tactic is being implemented. So that's what's going on. That's something you should know about. So if you hear something like this or you hear someone catch a case because of location data or whatever just you know you know remember the story in the back of your head you know maybe you know tell their lawyer about it etc but they're misusing this data and they are essentially using bulk data collection to try to convict people of things and it doesn't prove shit it's kind of like bite mark science or you know um Many other things, many other types of pseudo science that law enforcement use to prove crimes. And the reason why our Justice Department leans so heavily on pseudoscience to prove crimes is because of the prison industrial complex. We are the most incarcerated population. We have like a million people in jail. A million. A million. So a major metropolitan city's worth of people are imprisoned and the people who and we contract our prisons it's not run by the state it's a corporation and what do we know by law corporations are designed to maximize profits they're legally supposed to if you are a corporation and you issue stocks or you have investors you're legally required to run your business in a way that maximizes uh, profits so what happens is the prison lobby um is all about you know what I'm saying pseudoscience they will continue to help support it um when laws go up to try to slap these things down these lobbyists who have these relationships with people will try to convince people to vote the opposite way is because they make money when to put people in jail they the, you know what I'm saying the justice department wants to put people in jail you know what I'm saying so which is another reason why if someone's not in jail that's awfully weird if if they're guilty of all these crimes since there's all these pseudoscience ways to prove things but you know you probably already knew that. Um, but yeah, watch out for that. They're trying to use they're trying to use broad data collection to implicate people in crimes. Yet cities are designed in a way to make the people flow in all similar traffic patterns, and bulk data collection is no way to implicate people in crimes. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's bullshit, and it's almost kind of like a pseudo data crunching. Uh, 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 investigatory methodology that's not at all accurate and they're just taking large sweeps at something to try to piece together um a you know a narrative to try to you know get that case not because that person's guilty but because they want that w um here's another story cisa's digital dance um the Fifth Circuit Court believes CISA, which is a department within the Department of Homeland Security, 
may have infringed on the First Amendment. Basically, CISA right now, if you don't know, it's C-I-S-A. CISA is a little-known agency that was repurposed right in front of our face over the past couple years, since I think 2019. They were supposed, to, basically, CISA was supposed to like watch our infrastructure. They were supposed to pay attention to like power plants, making sure that our Russians weren't trying to hack our power plants and our electric dams and our stoplights, etc. Their job, CISA's job, was to pay attention to our infrastructure, our digital infrastructure. What the Department of Homeland Security did under our noses is they changed their um, intended purpose. CISA, this department within the Department of Homeland Security, which is supposed to basically be watching our infrastructure, and made them instead be the thought police right under our nose. They changed their task within the Department of Homeland Security. So now CISA is basically, it's kind of like the NSA, but the NSA, I guess, is supposed to look for terrorism. CISA is essentially paying attention to the things that you say online. And then using that and profiling you to put you on terror watch lists and to flag your posts and to shadow ban you, etc. And they circumvent many of the platforms because you're using the government's pipes, you're using the government's internet infrastructure. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, so they're essentially becoming the thought police. And you remember that whole Department of Disinformation? That everyone came down on the Biden administration. Remember that lady sung that weird song and shit like that? Um, and then she got axed. Remember she was like the Department of Disinformation or whatever. The Ministry of Disinformation. Everyone was making fun of that a couple of years, about, uh, years ago. Well, they said that they were going to close that department until further notice. They didn't. Instead, they just made CISA do that job right in front of her face. Never told us. And CISA has been responsible for uh, taking down lots of accounts. They flag people if they say things that are against whatever the administration is, uh, whatever the deep state doesn't want you to talk about, etc. So it's CISA needs to enter your nomenclative index for oppressive government agencies like NSA, CIA, DHS. You need to add CISA. C-I-S-A. So CISA, the fifth court, believes that CISA may have infringed on the First Amendment by influencing tech platforms' election-related content moderation. CISA's role in the 2020 elections, including its interactions with tech giants, is now under scrutiny for potentially curbing free speech. So, so they were essentially um, suppressing people who were talking about things that they uh, talked talking about candidates they didn't want to get popularized so you want to talk about the weaponization of our law enforcement and intelligence agencies here it is this decision could lead the supreme court review challenging prior rulings on CISA's actions so we're literally getting like remember how i was talking about circumstantial evidence like there's so much shit out there to prove if you are right everyone's talking about I mean, I'm not here to talk about the election being stolen because I don't know shit. I don't study that. I can't even. But what this does say is that the literal Justice Department has confirmed that this government agency, first, it was supposed to protect our infrastructure. They changed their job without 
basically telling the American public that we now have a ministry of truth called CISA. And CISA was essentially suppressing people online who were talking about um, politics that essentially, I guess you would call them the deep state. I hate using the deep state. I would, I'd rather call them like something else. It's just become too much synonymous a term of conspiratorial thinking. Um, but essentially, they got caught suppressing speech for supporting the wrong politician. How crazy is that? It's kind of like a smoking gun. Pretty crazy. So that happened. Not a lot of people talked about that, did they? Um, fentanyl fiasco. U.S. targets China's chemical culprits. Man, I come up with some stupid-ass headlines sometimes. Hey, man, you know, when I do this shit, it's either late at night because I'm waiting for all of that day's news to come in and then doing it at, like, 12.30 in the, at night or I'm doing it early in the morning. Um, and so I, I apologize for some of these headlines. I'm just trying to wrap the theme up in a headline. I think I get kind of silly. Uh, but fentanyl fiasco, the U.S. targets China's chemical culprits. The Biden administration indicts Chinese companies for fentanyl precursor trafficking. This is from AP News. Charges and sanctions target companies, executives, and global trafficking network for the chemicals that are used to make fentanyl. Maybe this has something to do with the, uh, what do you call it? The Sinaloa cartel saying they're not going to make it or sell it. Maybe they're Chinese buddies because the the government is putting pressure on them, the Biden administration. Um, maybe because of that pressure, who knows? Maybe they're like, hey, yo, put up the sign or whatever. Who knows? That might be connected. But it's kind of curious that these two stories are coming out just a couple of days apart. But the Biden administration is going after the companies that are providing the cartels with the chemicals to make fentanyl. Charges and sanctions are targeting companies, executives, and the global trafficking network. The actions precede U.S. officials' visit to Mexico, a key player in the fentanyl supply chain. So maybe that's what's going on, and those two stories are connected. I didn't even think about that this week. It's kind of curious. They're getting pressure. All of a sudden, now the cartel's putting out, you know what I'm saying, public letters, hanging them from bridges. And people people essentially think the cartel is the government over there. So when the cartel says don't do something, people don't do it, you know? So it's interesting, especially Sinaloa cartels. Like, they are big swinging dicks. Like, people think because El Chapo is in jail, like, dude, those guys are just as strong, if not stronger, um, even after that. So, but yeah, so maybe those two stories are connected. Could be, huh? Um, here's another story. Kaiser's health workers strike a prescription for change. <clears throat> 75,000 plus Kaiser Permanente Unis employees have striked across multiple states, marking historic healthcare protest. 75,000 people. That's a big deal. Central, um, issues include demands for improving staffing levels, fair wages, outsourcing protections, and better working conditions. Despite some tentative agreements, no final settlement has been reached. The strike may be extended if no resolution is found soon. That's a big deal. 
Um, I mean, I can definitely see like after the pandemic, the medical established the the medical the established medical conglomerates and the pharmaceutical companies made so much money like they're gonna have to throw some of this shit back into the you know what I'm saying into the machine. Um, and I don't blame these these workers. I mean, you ever gone to emergency room, man? Those nurses look like they are not trying to put up with your bullshit. Like they just, you know, what I'm saying they're getting worn down. So, I hope they get what they want. Here's another story: um, the TB vaccine. They found out the TB vaccine got stalled, so the company could make bigger profits. And they allowed thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people to die. Um, I'm sorry, thousands of people to die because of they can make more money if they waited. Let's talk about this story. This comes from ProPublica. Now, GSK has this really promising tuberculosis vaccine. And the development, they found out that from internal uh, reports, they slowed the development for more lucrative ventures. The company prioritized a shingles vaccine because it generated so much because it generated 14 billion dollars uh, um in revenue. Um so they were essentially on the but essentially um GSK was on the cusp of finishing up this tuberculosis vaccine that was going to save thousands and thousands and thousands of lives. But they put that on hold because um, of key ingredients and uh, be, because the key ingredients could go into other vaccines or other things that make them more money. And they and then they, you know, what I'm saying also prioritize a shingles vaccine, which generated which generates 14 billion dollars for them a year. So even though like billion dollar um Settlements now are happening for people who have been wronged by the medical industry. So billion dollars, two billion dollars, etc. I think I just heard uh, RFK on the Theo Vaughn show. Which, if you're not following Theo Vaughn show, you definitely should, man. That guy is so funny. When you hear that dude go off on his on his like uh, country ass rants on me, like the Theoisms. They're so funny, man. They're so good. It's a generally really good podcast. There's a lot of comedians with some really good podcasts that um, I don't think are um, are watched enough. Like Whiskey Ginger is another one. Bad Friends. Um, there's a lot of good podcasts. But he had RFK Jr. on there. And uh, he was talking... RFK Jr. was talking about how um, there was uh, an a settlement for glyphosate, which is basically um, a pesticide, but made by, you know what I'm saying, these big uh, conglomerates, either either agribusiness or medical. And they're already handing out um, billion-dollar settlements, etc., for many people in the, in the agra and medical industry for, you know, medical malpractice or, or knowingly putting out something that they know has these side effects and they just ignore them, etc. So it's crazy that they would do this, but just goes to show you that these people could essentially have helped eradicate tuberculosis, which is basically like a 19th century disease. You know what I'm saying? 
And uh, they were like, yeah, we could save thousands and thousands of lives or we can make $14 billion and just put that on hold. And they chose to do that instead because the uh, corporate establishment gives two dicks about other people, which is another reason why all those people at the UAW should get exactly what they want. Because it's just, it seems like it's par for the course that these people at the very top make these decisions and then they cry foul or they reprioritize shit and they would rather kill thousands and thousands and thousands of people who could have benefited from this vaccine, but 14 billion bucks was way bi- uh, it w- was way more enticing. Um, <clears throat> here's another story. Oh my gosh. Like, bro, tell me I did not call this shit three weeks ago when I was talking to you on a debrief three weeks ago. But this story now comes from the New York Times. So three weeks before, three weeks before the New York Times reported on this, we were saying this, by the way. But the New York Times this week reported that Neo, uh, a Chinese car, that well, they reported essentially that Chinese car companies are being subsidized by the Chinese government. And believe it or not, the companies will lose, right? They're selling the cars for so cheap. They're basically selling them at cost so they can flood the U.S. and European market with Chinese cars. That they're they're willing to lose $35,000 per car just so you'll buy one. The New York Times said this. Didn't I? I, was, I literally said this three weeks ago that the Chinese government sees this as an opportunity. Just like with TikTok, they see Chinese cars, self-driving cars, etc., full of all these sensors essentially to be roving surveillance systems in our within our within our our borders and they're willing to subsidize these car companies to the tune of allowing these car companies are literally willing to lose $35,000 per car they'll be in the hole $35,000 a car and just to get you to buy one to keep the prices so low and the Chinese and the Chinese government is subsidizing, meaning the same way that we pay farmers, we subsidize farming. They're subsidizing the car industry just to get these Chinese cars full of sensors and cameras, etc., and data uplinks in the United States and Europe. And the New York Times reported on this. We talked about this three weeks ago, but Neo competing is. This electric car company, they're competing with Tesla. They boast that they have 11,000 R&D staff. But they only... Right? They have 11,000 R&D staff. But they only sell 8,000 cars a month. Um, the advanced... Um, which, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're not like... They're not... They're not exactly... A contender, but yet they have funding to fund 11,000 R&D staff. Do you know what I'm saying? That's how much money they're getting. So, believe it or not, in the next couple of years, you're going to see a huge ramp up of these Chinese companies trying to come to the United States, the Western world, and fill their cars full of sensors into our streets. Um, but... Uh, a single factory with 30 technicians turns out about... 300,000 cars a year. 
these cars that they're losing $35,000 a piece on. Um, And Neo is reporting losses of $835 million in just this quarter alone. But with the with the ultimately the story, I was just giving you some bullet facts on what's going on within these companies. But what ultimately is happening, just like we said three weeks ago, is they're trying to flood the U.S. and Europe with their cars. Their cars are full of sensors, lots of self-driving software, uh, what's called something that's called AI on a chip. So essentially, um, they're not doing it remotely. The, the software is baked into the actual like physical hardware, the physical motherboards. And so it can run a complex AI self-driving task right on the motherboard, right on the, right on the hardware. So um, this is some really sophisticated stuff. And the Chinese government is willing to take a hit, willing to pay these car companies to take $35,000 hits per car to get these out in the U.S. market. Um, they're coming, man. They're coming. And you know, something I was just thinking of is I noticed that all the Google self-driving cars, it was in Pennsylvania just recently, that Google has a bunch of self-driving cars. And what happened, there's this viral video going on, is all the self-driving cars all met each other in the center of the, in, a, in, a, in an area in town, and they created this huge traffic jam. So people who are who are so human people who are driving cars couldn't get around them. All the all these self-driving Google cars all met each other and created this giant roadblock. Now, imagine a bunch of Chinese cars in U.S. cities and with self-driving software on them, and an hour before they send a nuclear attack. They have all the self-driving cars create traffic jams so no one can leave the city for maximum destruction. Think about that. I think we need to be passing some some fucking laws about, especially since we are having increased hostilities, of having Chinese cars, having self-driving capabilities, having certain kinds of sensors on them, etc. Cool, you want to come and sell your cheap cars here? Fine. You can't put a bunch of sensors on them. You're, they're not allowed to have self-driving capabilities. We have to audit their softwares before you over there update them. Like, there needs to be, because of the growing tensions, I think there needs to be some major handcuffs put on these things. But think about that. A bunch of Chinese cars roving around all of our major U.S. cities, right? There's, you know what I'm saying, San Diego is a major U.S. city. We have the largest uh, population of uh, military and retired military and military contractors and co- and corporations that service the military in the world. And we have the world's largest military. So that's saying a lot. So what if there's going to be a nuclear attack on San Diego or a nuclear attack on LA or what have you? Um, and then what they do is they have all these self-driving cars and they bark and order at them and they and after traversing the cities and learning the traffic flow patterns, etc., they know the perfect time of day, right? Because, I mean, I'm sorry, but we're the U.S. Army is literally conducting studies on how they could try to implement a draft. That's really happening. There are U.S. There are generals who are saying that we're going to be in a hot war with China by 2025. Now, think of a bunch of Chinese cars being sent here. Learning our roads, learning our traffic patterns, and then 
an hour before they send a nuclear attack, they send a bunch of cars to create traffic jams and all the freeway inlets and outlets so people can't escape. So there's maximum damage if a strike of one of their hypersonics that are superior to ours hits one of our U.S. cities. Something to think about. Um, another story. Biden's border bounce. That wasn't too bad of a headline, right? Uh, so Joe Biden is now building the border wall, at least in Texas, because of the, I know a lot of people are talking about this. I've been hearing a lot of people talk about this, so I know you probably have, but yeah, so he reversed his position on the border wall quietly. I don't know, man. At least somebody's a, at least, at least it's getting done. You know what I'm saying? At least it's getting done. Uh, I live in a border city, so I understand the reality of what's happening. So, because I live in a border town, I see the crime. I see how they, you know, what I'm saying the cartel infiltrates a whole city's infrastructure, etc. I see how those people then try to push their weight around in in the town. I've literally had a cop tell me, "You either take the honey or you take the stick." When it comes to the cartel, basically saying, "You either take their money." And you look the other way, or you get fucked up, or they'll fuck up your family, etc. Literally, a cop told me that. Because I asked him, because believe it or not, um, San Diego is one of the world's major hubs for human trafficking, human sex trafficking, and child sex trafficking. Because the cartel brings them over, and then they essentially... Sex traffic, literally children. Muckraker just came out. Well, you should follow Muckraker on Twitter. Uh, Muckraker just came came out with these videos where he's showing the coyotes will drug children, not their children. They're just these coyotes, and they'll come over with like 10, 15 kids at a time. A lot of them would be drugged, so they're so they come over easily. So they're like basically unconscious, and they just bring over these piles of kids. They bring them over into San Diego. San Diego's a border town. Uh, the reason why San Diego is such a big deal is because it's the gateway to Southern California. So all the drugs that goes up into Orange County and LA County and 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 Hollywood and you know, all that stuff, all the coke and everything has to come through San Diego. Um, and you know all the children they sell. So what? I mean, if you want to put it in a way, what um, Jeffrey Epstein did compared to what the cartel is doing, it's like it's like Jeffrey Epstein had a like a, a members-only cigar bar of human trafficking, but uh, of of child sex trafficking, but the cartel essentially is like the Walmart of child sex trafficking. Like they are doing fucking numbers. Do you know what I'm saying? They may not be servicing the elite, but they are doing numbers, bro. But I was talking to this cop about, uh, I was asking him, like, well, because San Diego is such a hub, so that means in so many of the hotels, because San Diego is uh, essentially a vacation destination, too, because we have amazing weather down here. That's why the military is down here, is because they can train all year long. Um, and not be hampered by weather or what have you. Um, but, uh, basically in almost every hotel, 
the front desk person in the hotel works for the cartel and they have girls and kids hidden in many of the rooms and they service clientele in practically all of the hotels um, in San Diego. Pretty much all of them. And I was talking to a cop about it. First he denied it. And then I showed him the studies showing that San Diego is the third largest in the world of child sex trafficking because of its location by the border and, uh, you know what I'm saying, how the cartel runs things. And essentially, he finally, I was just like, well, don't you guys do anything? Don't you guys do stings? Da, da, da. And he was just like, hey, man, you either take the honey or you take the stick. And I could not believe this is a cop telling me this. He said, you take the honey or you take the stick. So the police are scared of the cartel here. Do you understand? It's getting to the point where, I mean, and this is San Diego where we, it's a military town. Do you understand? So we have the baddest motherfuckers here. But the police are too scared to enforce the law and stand up against the cartel. You either get the honey or the stick. I mean, I don't know, bro. The cartel is selling children, and they're selling fentanyl, which is killing so many people. Like, if you sell children and if you sell fentanyl and children, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe just like just a just a little itty bitty baby drone strike, you know, just a baby, just a couple of baby drone strikes on some cartel compounds. You know what I'm saying? Like, why couldn't we just do some baby drone strikes just to send a message? Like, right, you're going to sell fentanyl and children? Like, okay, fentanyl's pretty bad. Wait, and you're going to sell children? And it's going to be so bad that the cops have a fucking slogan? Like, you either take the honey or the stick? God. I couldn't believe that guy, what he said. Like, I was not prepared to hear that. I was prepared to hear, like, oh, well, we got, like, a task force. Nope. This motherfucker just kind of, like, kept it real. And he's like, look, bro, you either take the honey or you take the stick. I was like, oh my fucking God. So the cops can't even do their job. And it's an open secret in San Diego. You take the honey or you take the stick. I bet you it's pretty ubiquitous for Orange County all the way up to L.A. County. Because like the cartels, they don't fuck around, dog. They'll they'll fucking hang you from a bridge. Like you ever seen those uh, that Sicario scene where he says, welcome to Juarez? Like... They're, you know what I'm saying? They're nothing to fuck with. I mean, I lived in San Diego my whole life. I never had a problem with organized crime. I mean, I follow, because I live in San Diego, I have to follow a certain protocol. Like, I do not call the cops on the, on any Mexicans that look like they might be, you know, Sicarios or just like local vatos. Um, if you see them doing drugs or selling, like, do not call the cops on them. <laughs> And uh, don't do things that would cause them to lose money or blow up their spot. Like, and that's just how I've stayed out of their crosshairs. Like, I do not fuck with them. I mean, I, I mean, there are people that have rolled up right next to me and they just smoke crack with their windows down. Like, I don't, I'm not trying to have them as an enemy. I'm already, they're already getting paid to fuck with me. Like, I would hate to, you know, fuck up their business but that's me i'm a civilian but the fucking cops literally a cop literally told me like it was just a thing like you have to understand 
And he told me, you either take the honey or you take the stick. So even law enforcement can't do their fucking job down there. What do you think that's going to do? So you think that maybe we could do just a couple of little baby drone strikes? Right? I don't know. But Biden is uh, essentially bouncing on the border wall and uh, he's letting it be built. He is specifically right now he's letting it built being built around border inlets. But I think Trump was right. You can't have a country unless you have borders. So and uh, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of cool that the you know Team Pepsi or or Team Blue has uh, figured that out. Um, and here's another story about Amazon is using uh, got caught by the FTC using a secret price spiking algorithm to spit to steal billions of dollars from Americans. This is from Ars Technica. You know, billions of dollars from Americans. That means you. So Amazon got caught stealing billions of dollars from me and you. Not a lot of people are talking about this. I didn't hear about this in too many places. But Amazon had this secret Project Nessie algorithm that was allegedly manipulated that allegedly manipulated online prices and it impacted their competitors. The FTC claims this strategy artificially inflated prices netting Amazon over a billion dollars from U.S. consumers. While Amazon stopped using the algorithm in 2019, its um, intentions and effects remain under scrutiny, and the FTC um, is claiming foul. So isn't that crazy that like Amazon already is basically giving Walmart and Target a run for their money? So they're basically like... I. I fucking love Amazon, bro. Like I can I literally tell myself, man, I got to go buy I got to go buy tissue. I could probably go to Walmart right now or I can just like order it from my app and have it delivered to my house and it'll be here tomorrow and I don't have to go to Walmart. Like for everything. So, and you know what I'm saying, they're pretty much corner of the market. They're making Walmart literally change their business model. They're Walmart's having to make a new app. They're having to make like special parking spaces for people who want to do pickup orders. Fucking, they are doing like a Walmart's going to be doing like a like an entertainment service, just like how Amazon includes video. Like, they're literally trying to turn into their competitor, <laughs> and Walmart's been doing it for like I don't know, like what fifty years longer. But so basically, Amazon is the King Kong Ding Dong in the space, and they're like. But what if we found a way to steal an extra billion dollars? It's crazy what you can do with algorithms these days, huh? Um, I want to go ahead and mention the featured podcast this this week. We had now we include the featured podcast in Mesh TV. So if there's a featured podcast on our daily our morning newsletters, um, they're going to be featured that day in Mesh TV. So if, um, you know, it, it, sometimes the podcast featured, it might be a right leaning person. Sometimes it might be a left leaning person. I mean, I, you know what I'm saying? I represent, you know, I will feature pod save America 
you know, which is from Crooked Media, which they're uber lefties. You know what I'm saying? Or I'll feature like the Dana show and she's a righty. So, you know, I'm a centrist, essentially. You know, I don't believe either side is right 100% of the time. I think both sides have really good ideas. Um, I think a lot of the country is moving in that direction because it's the uniparty, what they're calling it. They're basically, it doesn't matter red or blue, the policies never change. Just the people who enforce them. And, you know, if it's a blue, if it's a blue politician, they, you know what I'm saying, they appeal to um, being treated fairly and, and safety for reasons to implement a policy. But then if the right gets in office, they, what they'll do is they'll play to our ego and tell us that we're right and all the things we think are, are right. And by the way, hey, we need to implement this law. And both sides will do that for the very same law or policy. It's all about the establishment. They're a uniparty. Um, both sides now have the same agenda. They just sell it to you in a different way. And then the pendulum swings to give us the illusion that there's an equal representation of the majority consensus taking a whack at what we, what we used to have, which was a republic. We don't have that anymore. So it is a uniparty. Ron Paul talked about that today in his um, in his um, daily show that he does during the week. You can check that out on Mesh TV. That's tv.meshnews.org, tv.meshnews.org. If you're looking for a news channel, a 24-hour news channel full of independent, verified, legit journalists and newsmakers... Um, check out tv.meshnews.org. You know what I'm saying? Throw it on your TV. Hit the cast to button. Once you go to tv.meshnews.org, it's going to automatically open up your YouTube app. And then what you can do is if you're on your Wi-Fi, um, and you have a smart TV, you can literally hit the cast to button. It basically looks like a little microwave on your screen uh, while you're playing the video on your phone. And it will send the it will send the news channel to your TV using the world's best app. That is the YouTube app. We create we curate this playlist three times a day. Um, I make sure unless it's a po- politics story that affects your life, you're not going to hear any politics shit. I specifically omit pol- political stories unless it has some unless it has overlap that will affect your life. We only feature news that you can use. Do you understand? Um, And the great thing about the YouTube app, the reason why we made it this way is, one, I don't want to know anything about you. I don't want to know your data. I don't want to put a cookie on your phone. I don't want to download an app. I don't want you to download an app that's going to save your data. I don't want to know about you. Okay? I just want to deliver quality content to you. I've vetted these people over the years. Some of these people say things I agree with. Sometimes they don't say things I agree with. But ultimately, they have good things to say. I've heard them say it. I usually only pick somebody to be part of the Mesh News Trusted Newsmakers because they've said something that I feel like is important to hear. And it was also brave of them to say that and or take that position. And I look for bravery, and I look for truth, and I look for um, equality in um, 
coverage. You know what I'm saying? Someone can be right-leaning, but they really feel passionate about a story that affects everyone. And then they stick their neck out and they talk about it. And it doesn't, you know, some of these people make them unpopular. There's this uh, lady on Mesh, is a Mesh News trusted newsmaker named Katie Halper. And there were some things that she was talking about that was getting her knocked from the algorithm and tanking her channel, et cetera. Like, basically, I mean, she does this for a living. Um, you're basically taking someone's livelihood away from them because they're telling the truth. Uh, we So we feature all different kinds of people, but I follow people who have a passion for the truth. And I curate them, and I keep, and I, and I, and I present that to you in Mesh TV. And we don't have any commercials. If there are ads at play, it's money that those the creators will get. I get none of this money. I pretty much have like, I pretty much have like a uh, almost a full time job outside of work doing new shit. And it's not even that significant, but it takes a long time to curate things. It takes a long time to filter things. It takes a long time to read things and present you. So, like, that's not even going into creating content, which is why I think a lot more newsmakers are switching to the commentary format where they pretty much open up a browser window and then it's just them in the corner going, look at this story. Um, because it takes a long time to make content when you're a one man show. Uh, I mean, Philip DeFranco, he's one of the trusted newsmakers. Philip DeFranco, man, he's a gang. He's been in the game for a long time, but he really, you know what I'm saying, he's he's a really good wordsmith, and he knows how to present information, and uh, he talks he talks a lot of truth, too. And, you know what I'm saying, he, he, you know what I'm saying, uh, he's been in the game for a long time. He's been on the ups and downs, and he's never stopped because he loves this shit. So he, that's why he's one of the featured uh, trusted newsmakers um, at, at Mesh TV, along with other people. You should really check it out. If you like listening to the news all day, why not try out a news channel that isn't biased towards the left or the right? You're going to hear both sides of the story. You're going to get exposed to different ideas. I don't want to tell you how to think. I want to show you the information unless you think for yourself. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to fight you. I want to give you a sword and I want you to choose who you think, you know what I'm saying, you should fight or what you should fight for. And how I and how I give you the sword is by presenting you people who I feel like, you know, have different qualities and, you know what I'm saying, you listen to this daily, you'll start to get all these golden little gold nuggets out of each one of these channels and and you'll essentially start to form Voltron of a nice little mixture of all these different ideas, things you would never hear if you just stuck to one news channel. And um, I'm really hoping that, you know, if you are a featured news creator and you are, and if you do listen to us, you're one of the 67,000 people that listen to us, you know, I'd appreciate a retweet. We pin this to the top of our Twitter page. I'm going to reactivate. I'm going to reactivate. I'm going to revert it back <laughs> after doing that silliness. But hey, you find out a lot. But, um, you know, you know, promote us. You know what I'm saying? We're just trying to do God's work here. And I'm, I make zero dollars. And this is essentially turning into a full-time job. Um, so, yeah. But it's all good stuff. We're not trying to tell you how to think. We're trying to teach you how to think. TV.meshnews.org. TV.meshnews.org. You can see great people like Ron Paul, who I was talking about. He had a great story today about Uniparty. Um, 
And yeah. Oh, yeah. We also feature the feature podcast. We also feature an episode each day of whoever we say the feature podcast is where we feature an episode of their show in the in the lineup for the day. And so you get exposed to them and you may like them, you may not. You might think some of their ideas are good, but you get a chance to check them out and you can keep this running in the background all day long. And you're going to get exposed to a bunch of different great ideas. People who give, who do this shit because they love it, not because they work for the state department or they're part of mockingbird media or corporate media who lied to our faces for three years about science and the truth and they told us to stay in our homes. And here is, you know, what I'm saying here is a small check for six and seven hundred dollars. And I hope that makes up for you not having a job and being inside the house for three years. Like. Screw them, man. We don't need them. They 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 failed us. So check it out. TV.mystery.org. You can keep it on in the background at home, at your office. I know some people have a, you know, what I'm saying if uh, you have a small office with a TV, you have it playing in the background. Uh, we don't have commercials. The other thing I push is I have these bumpers where I talk about, you know, David McBride, Julian Assange, um, Edward Snowden. I give you people a rundown. So the, the commercials that we have are basically talking about, you know, journalists and whistleblowers. It's not we're not we're not trying to sell you bubble gum. Um, so if there are like any breaks in programming or official mesh news programming in between. It's literally just about people who are fighting for your freedom. This is a hundred percent of labor of love. This is church to us. TV.meshnews.org, TV.meshnews.org, decentralize your news. Uh, that's all the stories for this week. My name is still oh, wait before I go into that. I want to talk about the future podcasters. Yeah. So this week we had Sarah Carter, Sarah Carter podcast. She is um, a uh, reporter. She's bilingual. And not only that, but she also covers the border a lot. So she gets she's boots on the ground when it comes to border coverage. So we featured the Sarah Potter, Sarah Potter, I'm sorry, Sarah Porter podcast, Sarah Carter. I'm sorry, Sarah Carter, Sarah Carter, S-A-R-A-C-A-R-T-E-R, Sarah Carter podcast. We had the Dana show this week. Dana's show um, is Dana Loesch. Um, she has a good show. She's funny, too. Um, we featured Reveal. The Reveal podcast is the um, the Association of Investigative Journalists. They, were, they have a podcast where they talk about underreported stories. We featured the COINTELPRO 2.0 podcast this week. Um... And we've featured the Monday Morning Podcast. And that's every Monday morning we feature the Monday Morning Podcast. Because why wouldn't you feature the Monday Morning Podcast every Monday morning? Which is the Bill Burr Podcast. Bill Burr is hilarious. He's a he's a great pontificator. It'll just be, you know, a podcast, an hour of this dude and his thoughts. You would never think that could fill an hour and be funny and entertaining every time. But this guy... Um, you know what I'm saying? He he's he's that person off stage. Do you know what I'm saying? Which makes that even more rad. It makes me uh, actually like you know what I'm saying like love him more as a comedian and his work more, knowing that he's like you know what I'm saying he's not just putting on an, uh, a, a, a um, some sort of show. He's that's him. That's him. That's why he's funny. Is because he is him. So we feature the Monday Morning Podcast. And that guy will always be in the slot. I'm sorry, nobody can bump the Monday Morning Podcast. It just kind of seems like fate. Monday Morning Podcast gets featured on Monday morning. 
Anyways, my name is Steven. This is the debrief. I want to thank you for tuning in. Um, and thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for helping us grow this from a measly couple hundred people to now 67,000 listeners. Um, I can't thank you guys enough. I am a giant nobody. In fact, I am the chief executive nobody of the Mesh News Project. And I hope this message finds you as I broadcast from San Diego from deep inside the filter bubble. This is my United States of forever. It will probably, unfortunately, get worse before they get better. Yeah, whatever.